thought you hear Homestar Runners coming back? I did. I didn't know it left, so it didn't. That didn't <laughs> no, really like. I honestly thought I just stopped watching them too. because I wasn't into it anymore, or just because like I had better things to do. Turns out he's been gone for years, <laughs> like uh, six years. Really? Yeah, like a really long ass time Whoa. that we just lost him. So then he like tried to actually sell something in Hollywood. Oh, there goes my strong bad voice. <laughs> Guess I can't do the podcast that's strong bad now. <laughs> that wasn't bad. Makes it even worse. I can't do was the strong bad. <laughs> that cheat. <laughs> right? Yeah, the cheat was a big fat fuck. <laughs> hey, cheat, I'm gonna cut you real good. Gut you like a big fat pig. <laughs> you fat fuck. Yeah. That cheat. <laughs> you fat. That cheat. Oh, oh, strong bad. That's not very nice. I'm gonna fur-dunk you. That's where I take my dick and hit you in the face. For, for dunk? Why would you do that, strong man? I'm a real sick fuck. I got no hands. <laughs> yeah, you do. They're inside your boxing gloves. No, these gloves, they hide nothing. <laughs> just, just it's just stumps. smooth stubs under there. <laughs> See, all this is gold we can't use for the podcast now that it's coming back. <laughs> Shit. Should we just start? Is it there? That's that's as good as an intro. Hey, was we're doing it again? Number five. What's your name? (laughs) (laughs) This is Goins. (laughs) You have to you have to do the intro now. (laughs) Hey, was what's your name? My name is Joey. Going super smooth already, Ari. I can already sense our best episode yet, Joey. What do you think? Oh, yeah, totally. Ah, we talk about games, I think. And Homestar Runner. (laughs) And Homestar Runner. I lost my email. Shit. (laughs) So, yeah, uh, we're we're talking about indie games. Small, batch creator, own, driven. Ooh, small batch. There's something in there. Like, what's... um, what are, like artisanal games? Oh no, like beer, like small. Local. Yeah, that's craft? all that bullshit. Yeah, craft games. Let's call them craft games. Not the cheese, folks. You were doing craft games, not the cheese. That's that sounds pretty good. All right, Joey found something he can live with that's not indie. Small I, batch craft games. Small crafty batch games. I'm probably still gonna say we talk about indie games. That's but fine. That's, that's I'll get okay. o- I'm over it. Okay, he's over it. He's over the show, and that's why it started the way it did. <laughs> let's let's get into it. <laughs> we have some emails first to take care of. Okay, cool. Uh, so, well, well, I guess, actually, we, before that, need to say the winner of Hotline Miami. Oh, yeah. Do you want to uh, refresh everyone on what that, the competition the was? The contest that's been going for two episodes strong. We, oh yeah. We asked for you guys to have uh, to send in your most violent game. Uh, extended it because we were dumb and didn't put an endpoint on it. Uh, and Hotline Miami is going to go to Alex Hagel. Hey, congratulations, Alex Hagley. I don't have it written in front of me. Hey, so Julie, I, I don't either. But uh, you did a great job. We got some good entries, and you beat out the best. So good for you. You got a great game. He sent. Do you know? Do you remember what it was? I don't care. <laughs> 
Alex sent in Happy Wheels. Oh, yes. Ari hadn't actually even heard of, so bonus points. Um, it's just a web-based game that apparently has been doing some weird things since the last time I played it. But Yeah, it, we went on it before this to just play around with it because Joey's going to... When we were talking about the different games, that was one that I hadn't played. We were discussing the winners. So he wanted to show it to me, and there's a lot of stuff. That's a lot of stuff. Like, free levels, and it just keeps getting bigger and bigger, and people are doing weirder stuff with it. And then you can do another level where you just drive a lawnmower over a bunch of body parts. Yeah, so that's when we were talking about the most violent game. That's the one that we saw that sold me on it. It's called Zombie, I think. It's the level. Zombie's the level, yeah. Zombie's the creator level. And it's literally, you're just this fat dude wearing a wife beater, sitting in one of those driver John Deere lawnmowers, driving over bodies, just who knows if they're dead just bodies on the floor you rip them up just blood and gore and it was it was pretty much fit the bill so solid yeah so super erect very good it's a great game you're winning uh so enjoy it play hotline miami play hotline miami leave us a review on our itunes page for explosive magico with a five-star review for the five-star review about Miami, or just put it on the was pod uh group or just email it to us at wazpod at gmail.com. You can also go to, uh, to get to the show, to the feed, they can go to wazpod.com. Oh, yeah. Wazpod or maybe even wazpodcast.com. We have both. Yeah. So either one. But folks. we're only going to redo, renew wazpod. <laughs> yeah. So let's not mention wazpodcast. And then they, then we won't Soon have. Soon to be a parking website by some <laughs> asshole that wants to charge us a lot of money. <laughs> Right. Alex also writes in that, uh, Joey, in the last episode, you talked about how you like survival games. Uh, even though I think it's considered survival horror, play Unturned. It's a free, and it, it or it's free, and it looks like someone took Daisy and Minecraft and blended it. So Rust. My well, it's not square enough. Oh, that's true. So it's a square Rust. So it's everything on green light. <laughs> yeah. Well, I like survival stuff. Do you, do you like the survival? You know, it's a new enough genre that I just don't... I haven't gotten into the games. Like, mm. I haven't bought them because I kind of haven't gotten sucked in by anything yet. And so the other ones are not as attractive to me as games that are already in genres that are kind of I'm used to. They, they have story and stuff you want to see to the end. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, the little... Uh, like we've I played Minecraft with you for a while, and that was fun. That was the first time you played it, too, right? Yeah. That's that's crazy to me. Yeah. that So, that I mean, it's undeniably... A, a really fun game uh i haven't played through your lumberjacking game or rust or your <laughs> forest your spaceman game or so like yeah. other my whatever like your bullshit, bull bullshit yeah <laughs> no they, i mean they look fine um they look fun but uh, yeah i just haven't i haven't found one to really draw my interest yet i think uh, i like it in the the roguelike sense that you can just kind of pick it up and play till you die and a lot of those survival things it's not about like uh, you know, an end goal so yeah. much. Um, I don't know. There's the, something about that. The thing that's not so attractive to me is they don't look like you can just pick them up and play them for, you know, 20 minutes. Because of the, the barrier, like, to learn the systems of it? No, just because, like, you want to set up a house, and so it's going to oh. take you, you know, an hour to do that one thing. I suppose. Like, you know, even if you're setting your own goals, you kind of want to finish a goal mm-hmm. while you're playing it, and that's, you know, mostly the games I play... Or at least recently, they're in chunks of at least 20 minutes to three hours, which is bullshit. I mean, yeah. when I'm playing like a crazy game, get sucked into. But I don't mean to. Well, I'll, I'll definitely check out Unturned. Um, I tend to shy away from games that look like Minecraft, just because I feel like 
they're not trying. What was it? Didn't weren't you really excited for Ace of Spades? I bought it. Yeah, you never um, ended up playing. I it? never really got deep into it. Okay, is it because it looked kind of Minecrafty? No, it was that everything was destructible, oh. and I thought that was neat. Yeah, but, no, but I mean, why you didn't play it more? Oh, I don't know. I think because I got it on a sale, and it just <laughs> washed away with like all the other games that I got. Okay, you know, like stuff I wanted to play the most, I did, and then the other ones I just kind of fell to the background. I feel extra like. What if you made a first-person <clears throat> shooter that looked like Minecraft? Um, because I feel like there's thirteen to four hundred of those on Greenlight. Yeah, also. I have a couple like Delver, which is one that's in, I think, early access, and um, that Eldritch one. As oh well, yeah, which is like another roguelike Minecraft <laughs> Call of Cthulhu type of game. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. That sounds cool. I have it. <laughs> Report back. Yeah, I guess I'll email wazpod at gmail.com <laughs> with my thoughts on the matter. Uh, James Gow writes Hey, wazpod, it's James. Um, I'm here with a review for a game gifted to me by Joey. James sends me like a free game every once in a while, and I just give him something from my library. Oh, that's awesome. So, yeah, uh, thank you. That's again, awesome. James. You give stuff to Joey, <laughs> James, whatever. Whatever. <laughs> um,. <clears throat> so uh i have free games too you say you like free games too no i said i have them too oh oh like in your in your uh what's it called inventory yeah i don't know yeah uh so what what game did we send him um that's a good question because when i copied and pasted it into the show notes i don't see it anymore <laughs> you're <laughs> oh. welcome for whatever one second uh, can you tell from the review why don't you read the review no because we'll, it was we'll for, guess it was for one of those things whoops that we we never played we guessed uh, was it Pressure? It was not Pressure. That was... Another guy got that one. Okay. Uh, uh, Starvoid. Starvoid. Okay. Yeah, it was the subject of the email, not in the body. Oh, so, okay. All right. So he wrote in about Starvoid, which I had in my inventory one day, <laughs> and I just gave it to him because I, I have no idea what this is. He said, just think League of Legends, but with only four playable characters... <laughs> A handful of upgrading items in the game, <laughs> controls more clunky than the Terminator after an EMP, and most of the servers are dead as JFK. <laughs> as dead as JFK. I'd still like to thank Joey for this game and the opportunity to give it a look over. Also, if it hasn't been asked a million times, what games did you guys get over the Steam sale? Warm regards, James A. Guile. So that was this is for the most recent Steam sale we had the, uh, the summer summer sale? Yeah. yeah I didn't get a ton oh I did <laughs> yeah I say this the table well because you this were time. gone right for most of it so I, you just didn't see it I post on the the show page when I got back I was like I was gone for ten fucking days and then suddenly the Steam sale happens <laughs> son of a bitch so did you not get sucked in at all to their like dumb team game no oh. I, I mean I didn't I didn't even get the badge for the sale until like the last day because I had like 40 cents and i just bought the last three i needed yeah so i i don't even think i bought the i I even got the badge because cards were selling for so freaking much that it was crazy because of that game it brought up the price of every card to like 50 cents and then it was down to 40 cents for most of it and then at the very end it dropped down to like 20 cents well they disappear after yeah so I, i was fine just selling them all i made i like six or eight bucks or something between there that's so. pretty sweet yeah dumb cards what's been your biggest um like biggest get from that sale god i bought a lot of stuff i got broken age 
I, oh, you finally bought it? Yeah, I finally bought I it. I bought it for iPad, but I haven't played it yet. I, yeah, I haven't gotten to it yet. I'll, I'll probably play it and then uh, report back at some point. Yeah, um, I imagine. I'm going to wait until it's done. I, I bought a lot of stuff. I mean, I, we could go through it, but you could just go to our Steam pages and Your activity, if you're friends with us on yeah. Steam. Uh, I'm Dibno, D-Y-B-N-O, and Joey's clock face. Clock and then face. Uh, you can just check it out. Not to punk out of this question. It's a good question, but I bought too many games, basically, is my answer, and Joey bought nothing. So I bought a couple things, but I'm I'm trying to actually look. I bought the Battle Block pack, even though I own Battle Block and Castle Crashers, because yeah. it essentially made Battle Block like $1.50. That's and pretty I'm, good, even though it's free on Xbox Gold with games this month. Oh, is it? Yeah. I already had it on Xbox. I just didn't want to... Like, I have to go to specifically hook up my 360. Oh, so you so, just wanted it on yeah, Steam. Yeah, it's like if I have it on Steam, I'll just play it there. But yeah, if anybody hasn't uh, gotten Battle Block Theater and you have an Xbox 360, go download it for free from Microsoft. It's a great game. Stamper yeah. does the voice. Oh it's my god, Stamper's voice is amazing. <laughs> I apparently have... Uh, I bought Capsule. Um, yeah, that's, that's kind of... Capsule and... Um, battle block and not a ton else because like a lot of games i want came out around the sale yeah so they're not discounted that much yeah they weren't discounted much and i had so much to play like i didn't need to buy anymore i kind of want to get that divinity game that just came out (laughs) have you heard of that no it's like fucking hardcore old school style baldur's gate type of game oh but aren't you playing regular baldur's gate yeah but this is like new <laughs> it's called uh divinity original sin okay it's it was on like on early access for a long time do you play like an angel no i don't oh, okay. like there was it started with divine divinity and then did like, <laughs> divine divinity that was their first one what kind of name is divine divinity come was, on guy please tell me they're asian or like some kind of uh, other the company yeah or like not english speakers uh, let me divine look. divinity that was the original one and i got it um it was supposed to be like a big uh, competitor to like Diablo and shit, or these type of games like mixing the two. Um, it is made by Larian Studios. I'm pretty I, sure all they make is this stuff. But how do you get to a name that's Divine Divinity? That is a description of what a thing necessarily is. That's like uh, a fiery fire. <laughs> like, well, it's the most divinity. Somebody get get cracking on building fiery fire. <laughs> I don't know, man. Yeah, I don't know. I either. just work. Here. I'm sure it's a good game. <laughs> yeah, Divine Divinity is also on Steam. It is five ninety nine, and then Divinity Two. Dev- God, they're so close to making it in that five dollar price point. Yeah, where Div- you don't feel so bad for buying anything. Divinity Two Developers Cut, and then Divinity or Beyond Divinity, and then uh, Divinity Dragon Commander, and then Divinity Original Sin. Are those expansion packs? Are those? No, those are all full separate games. Wow, this is all this company has made. Are they? They're all the same type of game. Yeah, like that isometric, uh, right click to move, and you have wow. like, a party. But apparently, this new one is awesome, and it's super unforgiving and very, very deep, and that every animal has a name <laughs> or something <laughs> like that. I don't know, like because I, I guess you can talk to animals, and then they had to put that in there somehow in case you can talk to them. So they, like, in the background, every animal has a name. But is it like, hi, my name is Larry number six. <laughs> I am dog 12. I am fish 45. 
I am very different than Fish 44. He's a drug addict. <laughs> yeah. And fuck Fish 47. That guy's an asshole. <laughs> now we're getting to story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now it's eating up. Uh... More emails. So let's keep going. All right, we're doing uh, it. James asks again. This is the last part of James' email. Um, after breeding, bra- after beating bravely default for 3ds, I wanted to know what are some examples of the most mindfuck twist endings you have seen. Uh, um, I have one. It's well, I actually, it's have not a Bioshock, is it? No. Okay. Good. <laughs> <laughs> I was sticking to indie game. Oh, okay. Um, Bioshock's crazy, right? <laughs> Have you guys heard of this Bioshock game? <laughs> it's shocking. Fuck. Oh, I they get did it. things with that. Uh, it's hard to talk about twist endings like that without without spoiling. Yeah, or at least you know spoiling that there is a twist ending. Kind of also spoils a little bit. Mm-hmm. Hey guys, there's a um, spoiler. Spoiler. There's a twist ending in Bravely Default. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. <laughs> so I'll I'll talk about the one that comes to mind that uh, everyone's already talked to. You Gone down. home. So no. Okay. I wasn't even going to mention that. Gone home. Yeah, that's one. Okay, gone okay, home. Okay. I'm not going to. I'm not going to. I was talking about brothers. Oh, I haven't watched. Or I haven't. You haven't been it. Mm-mm. Okay. I won't. I won't. I, I read the ending though. That's lame, dude. <laughs> Come on, Joey. <laughs> no, because everyone... play the freaking game. It's got an interesting mechanic. Ari, I have like seven hundred games, it's not and even I'm that not. Long. A... It's like six hour game. That's so long. It's like a beautiful French weird game. I know. I know, and everyone was shitting their pants about it. I'm like, I am never going to play it. See, I played it without even knowing that everyone was shitting their pants. I just like, oh, this looks interesting. And I, I somehow avoided all of the hype. Wow. I know. I don't know how it happened. I think like I blacked out for that six months, <laughs> and then I bought it at that point. And everyone was already done talking it's about like, it. It's like, good on you then. That must have made it amazing. Yeah, so for anyone else who hasn't played it, there's a crazy twist ending. Go F yourself. <laughs> If you haven't played it by now, then you should probably go read the ending. No, just play the game. It's not that long. <laughs> Can we put that on the back of the box? I read the ending. It seemed okay. It seemed pretty, pretty okay. <laughs> W-A-S-D. <laughs> of all the games whose endings I read this month, this one's pretty okay. Joey. Yeah. Joey'sReviews.com. <laughs> I just was like, what's the fucking ending of The Brothers? Because I'm tired of people talking but about it. But I think it. even reading it... You, I mean, since you read it, you will understand why you didn't get uh, the most out of that. Oh yeah, totally. the impact of it because yeah. it's more of a visceral ending. But I also called it. Oh yeah, it's super. I, uh, you know, I'm not gonna say. It's yeah. just like obviously. You're going to tug at heartstrings and all that bullshit? Come on. It's like the fucking Walking Dead game that everyone loves and I refuse to play now. <laughs> I haven't played them yet either because of that. It's just, I, I, I was talking to... I'm already, I'm tired of people telling me how good they are too. Yeah. Like, just like, I don't want to play it then. Well, no, it's, it's the, the writing's awesome. I'm, yeah. I'm sure it's fine. It's, those games are not good games. You think they're like cheap because they just pull for the yeah, easy, like, like... If, like Ghost, a, a dead kid, Call of Duty Ghost, or something like that. No, 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 no. I'm talking about like they do things that obviously is going to have drama. Like you have to pick who lives or dies between these. No, two but I people. mean like you just you have a dog and you oh, just oh, kill oh, it. Oh, oh, I see. Yeah, yeah like yeah. you put in a character that's obviously super sympathetic, and then you make it die just to yeah. like pull the heartstrings. But it, it's not even like that's not what bothers me so much is that playing the game outside of the story beat moments is yeah. not fun. Yeah, <laughs> like I played through almost the entirety of the first story or the first chapter because it's the episodic game 
and I just didn't enjoy any of it. And there was, but that's so weird because don't you really enjoy games that are just storytelling devices? Yeah, but they have to be like executed well. This one it controls. But most of the ones that are, they don't have any execution at all. They're just feeding you story. Yeah, but you can at least walk around in like a competent first-person shooter mode. And okay. the this one yeah. was like almost tank controly from what I remember Resident Evil style, where you rotate and walk, and then oh. or you have this thing where you're like swimming this reticle around the screen and walking the guy at the same time so that he can interact with stuff. Sure. So it's like how they get around not having a mouse and keyboard which is is a really cool idea to advance um point and click adventure past keyboard and mouse yeah but it's not fun yeah like i don't want to just sit go in a room and swim across the screen with this cursor (laughs) all right nothing fucking in here and then oh kid died yep that's sad (laughs) that's kind of what point and click adventures are though yeah i know it's i for what it is i know it's a good one and i know people like it but i just yeah it's not fun. <laughs> so to answer your question, don't play Left 4 Dead. Or no. What were the, no, we Walking love Left 4 Dead. Dead. Walking Dead. Yeah. Uh, twist endings for me, I was... Oh, that's for the question. Okay. I was trying to look in my, my library. Um, I can't remember the last time the ending of a game really like... Well, why don't we change the question, Joey? How about not last game you've played that had a great twist ending? That how I about remember. the last twist ending you read? Because <laughs> clearly that's how you're playing. I read this ending for Brothers. Have you heard of that game? <laughs> That one was fucking crazy, man. No, it wasn't even that good. Whatever. Because um, you read it, man. Yeah, I know. You didn't live uh, it. I will say that the Gone Home ending I thought was kind of neat. Like, they telegraph it a little bit towards the end, but I like the way that game ended, and we'll talk about that more later. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that one was cool. Anything else? No, no those are good. Yeah, that's good enough. That answers the question. That's all you get, James. <laughs> Thanks right. again for writing in, James. Yeah, thank you. Um, honorable mentions for um, the violent game contest were Mad World and um, Mark Gadosh actually sent in this game I had never heard of called uh, Revolver. I had read about it I think a while ago on like one of those like messed up game lists or something. Oh, really? Or like just maybe it was a list of like really weird games. Mm-hmm. It's like it's playing Russian roulette with. Or no, it's called Roulette, sorry. Yeah, Roulette. It's playing Russian Roulette with uh, like a friend of yours, and it's like really shitty uh, video. It's like kind of grainy and distorted. So, But it's like a real person. It's very, like throwback-y. Yeah. Like, it like, almost feels like one of those CD-ROM games. Mm-hmm. But they puss out on the gore, and when you see a dude like fake fall over from shooting himself in the head, and there's really no like visual change to him... <laughs> Like, I'm not saying I want to see someone's brains explode, but you can tell it's a guy acting at that yeah. point, and that kind of ruins well, cause it. Because it was probably someone who had, like, an art project idea. Yeah, yeah. And I, but I will say, didn't want to. Until the first time I saw the death, I was actually, like, there was a little anxiety. Oh, yeah? Yeah. For just what you would see? Yeah. I was yeah. like, oh, fucking. Like, he's like, fine, I'll go first. And he puts it up to his head, and I was just like, <sighs> and I had my headphones on. I was like, what the fuck is going to happen? And then the guy just goes, like, <laughs> falls over. Yeah. Um, I'm dead. So, I mean, it was cool to see, but um, it's no happy wheels. But thank you for writing in regardless. Um, we got uh, Tom O, who I believe is on our Steam page, um, wrote a review on iTunes. This channel hosts some great podcasts, but a big thank you to Wazpod. I won the copy of Pressure. 
Hey, there it is. So um, he said he would love to give us a review, but he's sadly stuck on a Mac laptop right now, so he can only rock Steam Play games at the moment, um, which I will say cool, but that was posted July 5th, and I have not seen a pressure review. Just saying. Mm-hmm. Calling you out. Tom O, a.k.a. Shadow X, Angel X, Angel. Joey just put you on blast, man. I did. Um, I think that's the end of our emails. All right. Well, thanks for running in. Oh, wait, no. Everyone shut up. Um, Aaron's email. I did not get on this list. <laughs> oh, while you're looking for it, I'm going to give a quick Cron X update. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I tracked down the uh, the guy who is the uh, creator, I think, of the game. Mm-hmm. And uh, he apparently has spent the last five years creating this totally different game uh, called Transcendence, which looks like a big... Uh, space exploration where you are the ship. You're not piloting the ship. You are the ship. It's free. I haven't played it yet, but I will, and I will report back. Yes, please. Even though it's never going to fill the void that's in my heart. Email him. Chronix. Email him under the guise of talking about that game, and then we'll talk mostly about Chronix. I don't know. I don't don't know. It seems weird. (laughs) Let's do it anyway. Uh, Wait, tell him your username. Maybe he'll remember you. No, I don't think he actually played it. It, <laughs> it honestly it seemed like something that was such a side. I don't. Know, maybe he gave a shit about the game, but if, it doesn't seem like it from blog postings and things that I found that he doesn't care about it. That it was yeah. It was like it seemed like it was like a s- small project for him or something that he wasn't too cool on. But I don't know. Right. This transcendence thing he seems pretty hot on. I'm gonna try it out. Yeah, free. It's yeah, so if anybody wants to check it out, it's transcendence.chronosaur.com. You can <laughs> let me know how it is it's too. Spelled with a K Oh yeah, K R O N O S A U R. We could both explore together. <laughs> but separately. But don't separately. don't talk to me. Don't show up in my house. Uh, our last email is from this Aaron Walkie. Hey, friend of the show. <laughs> Greetings, Wazdmanots. Aaron from They're Paranoia. Steve's Aaron. <laughs> no, we're, we're we're not Steve's. Oh, he's talking to us. He's talking to us. Oh, forget yeah. it. Okay, yeah. he's yeah. good. Uh, Aaron from Paranoia Shop and My Arms Are Lasers. Here. Great podcast, both of them. You should listen to both of them and, and review them on the, sh- the challenge. Yeah, <laughs> review them on the explosive match. <laughs> I'd like to hear you two knuckleheads discuss so-called story exploration games like Gone Home and Among the Sleep where the goal is not so much to master master skills, but unlock the elements of the narrative in an interactive setting. One could also include Stanley's Parable in this subgenre, although that particular title is more of a meta-commentary on the nature of storytelling itself. Yeah, talk about Stanley Parable too. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, And then he says, I've been playing these games only recently, and while they don't really feel like traditional games, they they do strike me as fascinating experiments that couldn't exist without the indie game marketplace, and they provide an extremely rich and unique experience that I've had a blast with recently, even if they weren't particularly hard in the traditional gaming sense. Oh, and Kentucky Route Zero, I just started playing that tonight, and I'll say it definitely fits the mold of this genre. It's, uh, so I've been playing Kentucky Route Zero. Um, and you didn't want to talk about Kentucky Route Zero. Yeah, I actually wanted to start a segment called Games I Don't Want to Talk About on Waz and then talk about Kentucky Route Zero. <laughs> that, uh, sounds, that seems like, what's the word, like a, a oxymoron? Yeah, yeah. It's a segment about games I don't want to talk well, about. Well, because, uh, you know, we try to just bring people to games that we really like, mm-hmm. but there's games that I've played that are interesting that I want to, like, I, it, it would be cool to talk about, 
but I don't necessarily like them that much. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of puts me in a weird place because. Well, it, I mean, if there's anything at all to bring to the table, you could kind of. We can talk about the mechanic of the game, and it's like, this is how it is to play this, but this is what I liked about it, and if someone likes, like, I really like, you know, Twin Peaks, then, like, you should probably check out Kentucky Route Zero, like, that type of thing. Yeah. So, it's, like, weird, fucked up, kind of, like, suburbia nowhere. Yeah, and there's definitely, I mean, all those games that Aaron mentioned have all, well, except the ones that just came out, like, Kentucky Route, have been talked to death because people really do love them. Like, people really do love Stanley Parable. And you know who else really loves them? Is the people who really love to tell you they really love them. (laughs) That's true. Like, any any person who would call themselves, like, a game journalist critique, like, who would write... Yeah, it does fall into the canon of games you have to love if you're trying to build a certain pedigree. Yeah, but I don't... I don't know. I know plenty of people who... uh, or gamers that just really like them too. No, I like I like a lot of those. I never yeah. played Kentucky Route Zero. I I really like Stanley Parable. I thought Gone Home was excellent. And what was the other one? Uh, Among the Sleep I haven't played. That's the one with the kid, yeah. I believe. Uh, and then there's like Dear Esther and stuff like that. Like, yeah. I I think they're fine. But the some of the things I've read and some of the ways people talk about those things, I can't like. I can't imagine liking anything to that degree for what that was. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely, it, it's a very specific thing. You're, mm-hmm. You know, it's experience you're going to get once, and it is what it is, and that's it. It's not like, you know, especially like you talk about Gone Home. Gone Home, there's no game part to it. It's mostly exploration where you're walking around building a story. But they did it so well that I was just well. like, I, I didn't know what that was. I bought it release day. Yeah. Beat it by the end of release day. Yeah. Because, yeah, it's not that long. And so it's like, I had no idea. Did you, did you look at, like, everything and click on everywhere you I could walk through? I went very slow yeah, through it. Yeah. I did it that way, too. So I got, like, all the story bits, found, like, all the crap. And it was, like, just the way they were able to unroll the story um, in sort of a controlled way, but it didn't feel like you were being, like, shepherded. <laughs> Well, yeah, because there's really the story necessarily comes with finding the things to advance. So, like, you need a key to a door. That's necessarily going to push you through the story. But in finding that key, you're going to like stumble upon. You can kind of go through anything, and you can get bits of the story that are like near the end, and then here's one like towards the beginning, and then the middle. Like, I'd be really curious to talk to someone who just burn their way through it who speed run speed run it and <laughs> to know how much they got out of it yeah yeah probably. i bet since gone home was made well enough they got like a I'm good sure amount just the yeah but there's like a lot of side story like there's drama with the parents that you probably didn't see or hear much about because yeah. it's not like the focal point but you know i it's, it's tricky because stuff like gone home uh 30 flights of loving proteus like those types of um, I would just call them more art pieces than games. Yeah. The the biggest problem with them is that making games is really hard. So it's going to take them a long time to do that. If those experiences could be made quickly and cheaper, then in, pass that on to consumers. I don't think as many people would have as much of a problem with them because I would gladly yeah. pay five dollars for like Gone Home or five dollars for Proteus or you know. Because it's a one-and-done type of thing. I I paid $15 on release day or $19 for Stanley Parable. Yeah. And I was pretty bummed out. Yeah? Even though it's... I thought it was funny. It's really funny. But I played it for a couple hours, and I was like, that's it. Yeah. The jokes are not funny the second time. Mm -hmm. And the idea, I got it. 
You know, I, I like it was a cool idea. It's not an amazing idea. I I think the execution of Stanley Parable is better than like playing Stanley Parable. Just like that, they were actually able to make that game funny. Yeah, but that's that's what it is. You know, mm-hmm. I it, when you're actually going down to the gameplay of it, because it's not a game. It's more of a commentary. It's a parody. Sure. You know, and so once you get the parody. It's then like I paid more than I would pay for a movie and got less entertainment than I would from a movie. You know, like I got an idea that is like a half hour of like, ha, that's funny. That's clever. But I mean, you probably put over an hour and a half, like a movie length thing into that though, right? Like you you didn't burn through everything and... No, it was probably three hours. Yeah. So uh, if you pay, you know, $15, that's going to the theater it's just weird because of the the, the disconnect the if you just look at the raw entertainment hours it, yeah. it evens out but there's something about it that just feels like you were cheated yeah so five dollars to get this even if it's like a 20 minute thing i'm yeah. like oh okay that was cool i see i i don't know it's just there's so many other places to spend my money and for those games that i'm only going to get the experience once it's gonna, not going to have any replay value you, but um, and I, I, I just I, I felt like I got it pretty quickly, and then it wasn't so funny anymore. Is it because because there's a, I would say there's a lot of games that don't have replay value. You know, like playing through fucking Batman again, or you, you know, like a a really linear A to B to C shooter. Yeah, something like those don't have replay. I would think. Is it? But are they just more fun to play while you're doing it? That makes them feel like they're worth more because those are sixty dollars. Yeah, you can beat them in five hours. Gone home. Gone home is twenty dollars. You can beat it in two hours. Like, you know, is it just because you can shoot stuff and there's more to do while you're doing it, and it's not focusing well, so much on the story because there's Gone Home. I just like. I, I think it they executed really well, but just the story itself, I didn't. Find you just that didn't cool. connect with, it, yeah. yeah. And and the MacGuffins kind of bummed me out because I thought there All was right. there was a much like in with that game, I'm building in my mind a much cooler story. <laughs> and then when I learn what the story is, I, I know what I'm you're just talking like, about, yeah, bummed out. So you know, if you're going to rely only on the story and the unweaving of the story, it would be something different if it were like a mystery, like a whodunit type thing, mm-hmm. where you're discovering things and there's different paths and misdirection. This, there was, Gone Home has basically two different two different paths that, I'm trying not to be too spoilery, mm-hmm. but there's, there's MacGuffins, there's things that misdirect you. Red herrings. Red herrings. Mm-hmm. Um, that kind of... Like take you away from the uh, actual ending and the actual story, and the actual story is just I just didn't I I thought it was so lame. Like if if there was a game that didn't have that un- unveiling where it was just like this is you're gonna play a game about this person who does this thing, and then you'd be like that story is a game I would never want to play. Oh, like if they were upfront about it, upfront about it. I don't know. I, I I think it's just like a taste thing. Yeah, I, it, it totally is because many many people love those. Yeah, and it's it just I didn't connect with it. Something like Proteus, <laughs> um, when it is something really experimental like that, it's tougher. I paid the fifteen dollars I think for Proteus when it came out, and that that's over in like twenty minutes. And there is like randomization in like every playthrough. Yeah, but the A to B to C part of it is kind of the same. 
and I, I walked away from that and I was just like, mm, it's okay, I guess. But it, like, for hearing how much people were loving this thing, didn't add up. No, yeah. and, and it wasn't like an overhype thing either. Yeah, it was just I I didn't see whatever they were getting out of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it just yeah. It was cool. There were some neat things, and then. It was over. What if it was like you just didn't walk through one door and that door, it turns it into like... Sexy naked party. giant, like, huge open world shooter. Or like some totally different game that's like, oh yeah, it's amazing when you do that. You parachute out of the sky and then you can change reality with your keystrokes. And so, what? <laughs> you know, I, I don't even know what I would have wanted out of that game. And I knew going in, everyone was like, oh, you should check out like the frogs or the turtles or whatever. It's like some animal there that's, oh, watch them. They do neat things here. It's like, oh, you can go through seasons and then it gets windy and snowy. And it's like. This wasn't an exploration game, but I felt that kind of way with uh, Shelter. Oh, I never played that one. Yeah. Oh, so Shelter, you're you the know, badger. You're one? the badger. You're a mother badger, mm-hmm. and you have all these babies, and you're you're just walking through protecting your babies while trying to feed them. And it got to the point where I was just like, "This is interesting. I I get it. I'm really bored." <laughs> and then it got to the point where I just want things to eat my babies. So <laughs> I first I was like, I was really I was worried about my babies because. <laughs> I didn't want anything bad to happen to my babies. Sure. And anytime they would do anything, I would just yell at my babies. No. <laughs> and that has some, some value for that, a while. That was good. But then I got really bored, and then I just didn't give a shit whether my babies got eaten or not. You're trying to shove them in their mouths, and, and then, no one yeah. will eat it. And then it's like, just fucking eat my baby so I can end this game. I just want to see the end. And I know that you can beat the game by, like, getting them safely somewhere oh. and, like protecting them i don't care it was like you know those the the artistic games it's a really fine line of experience versus idea Mm -hmm. where it's like i can have a lot of respect for the idea yeah you know that's where something like goat simulator was so cool because it was a really funny stupid idea that was also just like the visceral playing of it was pretty fun you heard it here first goat simulator is better than gone home in proteus fact (laughs) <laughs> hands down no i just mean you're still making a game in the medium so to just to uh to abandon the conventions of the medium completely just in service you know it's like when people make movies that like samsara the F- philip glass does the music for it's that basically there's no story it's just like beautiful images and mm-hmm. music playing that's intense but it's freaking three hours or something, or it's two hours, and it's like, I can look at pretty pictures. I can go to a museum and look at pictures for, like, 15 minutes. I am an idiot. My attention span's not that long. I just don't want to look at two hours of this. It's kind of the same with games. Where it's like, you have a really clever idea. I'm really interested in exploring that, but if there's not, like, the other part there, like a little story or a little gameplay mechanic or something to drag me with it, then I, I just, I, I'm not a fan, you know? I, Maybe I they should just it. make it a comic book instead. Yeah. Just make it a comic. Make your 3D models, turn it into a comic book. <laughs> I love comic books. Make it an, make a, it an interactive comic book where you flip the pages. <laughs> <laughs> Will that satisfy your interactive needs, you son of a bitch? <laughs> and uh, I will say Kentucky Route Zero is really gorgeous. Yeah. I, that's what I know about it, and that's about it. But I've, I've only played through two acts of the three. But it... It's. I find it boring too. Mm-hmm. I you know. That's it. I thought it was an adventure game. Like I would up pay adventure. three dollars for it. It's not. Yeah. It's a book. 
it's it's a semi choose your own adventure book except the story doesn't change you're just picking dialogue trees oh okay you know but even that doesn't change anything and it's it's basically an interaction book with pretty pictures so you just don't like that because I, I have another one on my well, ipad I, called device six that's made by the year walk yeah. people that's apparently incredible like that well so i do like that if there's a story this one doesn't really have this one is very like lynchian weird for the sake of weird yeah and like cryptic and doesn't really i don't think it's not in the way of uh, Lone Survivor, where I think it's like a lazy writing. Mm-hmm. I think the the person who made this, you know, they did have certain ideas in mind, and there were like certain metaphors that they were trying to work through. And so, you know, there is a separate intellectual level to this game that, like, I appreciate he's doing that with this. And it's not just like I'm going to show everyone how smart I am by not doing any work and writing <laughs> sure. a script. But it's just, it's still like I didn't, I didn't connect with with the story at all. It's, it creates like this kind of eerie mood, but it's boring. Maybe maybe it'll all come around when it's over. Yeah, maybe. And I'm, I'm gonna beat. It. I'm gonna finish it because it is it is pretty enough and it's cool. It feels cool. But it looks it, so neat. It looks really. Yeah, I was so excited to play it. And you know, maybe even by the third act, it all come around. I'm yeah. two thirds done. But we can we can I guess we'll go more in depth yeah. on it when you're done. Is it is that the end of it? Or? I I just know, but I just I just feel bad. Again, paying full price for that game. Yeah. Um, which I think I paid almost full price. You know, which, as you were saying, it's not that much money for how many hours of entertainment you're getting, but it still is so much more than other games that would give me so much more enjoyment. And I suppose if you're going to spend the entertainment hours on a game, you would want to have more fun doing it. Because if you wanted to just experience a good story, you could read a book, watch a movie. Sure. So, so it, it's tough. I, I like them. I just think games are too hard and too expensive to make to for for more people to be cool about that type. You of know thing. those things online where like you they have like those weird round ball hand people and they're like big round and you type in dialogue for them and then you can say like I want a setting of a house with like a guy talking to another guy and then they say they have like weird hello robot voice I yeah. am talking and everyone makes them say like I just pooped my pants today. I smell poop. You pooped your... Like, they're really stupid things. But it's, it's basically... Like an LOL JK transcript. It, it lets you just add dialogue to an animated scene in a really cookie-cutter way. Yeah. They need that for games. Oh, like a game version of that? Yeah, like a really simple game developer where you could just, like, put in dialogue and people can walk around it instead of watching it. Mm-hmm. Someone get on that? And put sell her it, name on it. Sell it for 15 cents or something. <laughs> what it's worth. <laughs> All right. Well, that's. I think that's the end of our emails. Finally, like an hour into the show or something. <laughs> so to answer your question, Aaron, yes, <laughs> I believe you are correct. <laughs> yes. First game. This is your family. This is your house. It doesn't look like much right now, but here's your vault. Inside, you have two thousand dollars to build whatever you want. This is your neighborhood. There are dozens of people just like you. Sooner or later, they're going to try to get your money. So first up, I'm going to talk about the Castle Doctrine. Have you played the Castle Doctrine? No, I had never even heard of it until I was going to you say, mentioned have you, it. Have you heard of the Castle Doctrine? No. <laughs> the Castle Doctrine. Give me the, the one-minute timer here for describing what this game is. The Castle Doctrine is a strategy online 
massive multiplayer online game by Jason Rohrer. Rohrer? Yeah, he's the guy who made um, Sleep is Death. Um, the cart game. Sleep is Death? Is that Sleep is No, what's the other? The Diamond Trust of London? There you go. Yeah, one. Diamond Trust of London was he kickstarted and then actually printed onto DS carts. And I got a copy of it, and it's pretty fucking cool. <laughs> um, in, inside a star-filled sky is his. Uh, and that's kind of the end of his... Like, I started... Uh, I found him... It's a lot of games for one guy. Well, I mean, um, Castle Doctrine's his 10th game. Wow. And this dude is, like, a self-sustaining type of li- living with, like, three kids and a wife. And all he does is live super simply and make money off his weird, artsy games. It's very interesting. <laughs> but, uh, the Castle Doctrine, he, he got kind of under fire for the theme. And the theme of it is, you are the man of the house... And you have your wife, your son, uh, your daughter, and like a, ch- a chest or a, what's it called? A safe with all your money in it. Okay. You have a budget that you can build traps and corridors and dogs and triggers and things to protect your house. And then you leave your house to go rob someone else's. While you're gone, someone else can rob your house. Oh, man. So you come back. After you successfully get get in and out of a house, you could come back to find your wife and kids dead because you didn't build a good enough like trap or maze for to to keep another player out of your house. So you're just like, oh man, I feel so jacked up and awesome. I just robbed this house and I killed this guy's wife, <laughs> and I'm gonna like go home and celebrate with my family, show them all this money I got. I can't wait then, to tell Sally how I murdered this wife. That guy was so stupid. He didn't even leave any traps, that idiot. I screwed his family up real good. I look at all this money, and then you walk in your own front door, and you're like, oh, what happened? I've been so violated. And the, the only thing to do at that point is to start over. Just completely over. Start over. So wow. it's... I suck at the game so fucking much. <laughs> so I bought it early access, like directly from his site. Yeah. Uh, and then recently added it to Steam, like the the final version of it. And it's like, oh, maybe I'll be better at it. And that's not the case. Is it that you're really bad at it? Or is it just that there are people who play this all the time? No, and I'm really, really, bad really at it. good. I suck at it a lot because you can, because you can add like pressure plates that trigger shotguns or, you know, there's like a chihuahua dog that's like a, alarm uh yeah and it like it's a it'll waste a bullet or something like everything you would take with you costs money to like defend yourself but if you're spending money on things you take out then that's less you have to defend yourself For your house yeah yeah and it's there there's certain rules like you have to be able to walk from the door to the safe like you have to be able to get there before you can say this is i'm gonna leave now because it has to be beatable essentially mm. and all of the mom, uh, daughter, son have to be able to get to the door. So you can't just wall them into like 20 rooms of things. So it's creating a maze and traps and it's super fucking complicated, but really like simple looking. Yeah. And I just... Simple meaning the art is yeah, simple yeah, 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 yeah. And like, the UI is simple looking? Uh, yeah. It's it's more... I would... I'd call it pixely, but it's its its own thing. It's, it's almost... A more stripped down Monaco ish look. Like everything is really slender pixel design or or no 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 um sword and sorcery. Oh okay. Like yeah, that yeah. kind of thing. But uh he kinda got under fire for the whole like man of the house 
protecting his family thing because I, I guess the the game came from a really personal place where he got attacked his wife got attacked by a dog or something and yeah. like the artsy side of you know the genesis of this idea and how you can protect himself and all this stuff like he bought a gun and like it's a really kind of personal game but yeah. then he started getting attacked for it <clears throat> so people were saying like i'm a girl who wants to play this why can't i play as or the wife? you know it's 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 sort of um what's the word uh furthering gender stereotype oh, like weak woman and child yeah, and yeah yeah strong man so he you know he was kind of defending and saying, well, that's fine. I kind of feel like the answer to that is then just go, if you're really upset about this, go make your own game where you reverse it. Yeah. You He's, know? Well, that was the thing I was going to say is that this is a personal thing for him. Yeah. He doesn't have to cater to you, I guess. Yeah. You know, I don't, I don't know. You don't need to buy his game. He's yeah. not furthering. I don't think he's furthering a gender stereotype. I think he's relaying something personal that happens to follow in line with a gender stereotype he's not saying this is the only way it could be Mm -hmm. he's saying this is one way that it is and that's the way it is in my game because of that yeah but because of the sensitive issue and that the people who complain about those sensitive issues are louder it's like they they don't even like the (laughs) when you describe the game on paper yeah i have to get to the i have to booby trap my house go to someone else's house rob them probably kill their family get back to my house put the money in the safe go do it again like it doesn't sound too controversial. Yeah. I mean, you think they'd be more upset about you killing families. Yeah. That I seems know. a lot more disturbing to me than the fact, like, that you're a man killing families. Why can't women murder children, too? <laughs> you know what? That's a good point. Why can't women murder children, too? Somebody should write a letter. I'm going to write a game called Woman Murder or Woman Child Murderer. <laughs> uh, I That'll think- make everyone happy. What? People aren't happy with woman child murder? That's How right. was I to know? Woman child murderer 2000. Simulator. <laughs> 2K. <laughs> there, the other thing uh, that kind of put this in the, the headlines, too, is he said he... Um, and it, it's, it's a tough thing to agree with, but I do agree with him. Is he said the way that sales work with games these days is that people who support you are punished for supporting you in that if you buy a game brand new, you're essentially screwing yourself because you're paying more than you ever would later. Because he's yeah. like, oh, it's just going to go on sale. I'll just wait. So he said he put it 25% off when it launched. And he's like, this is going to be this much off for you know the beta the, or the alpha, the beta, and then launch. And then after that, it's never going on sale again. Yeah. Which I think is super bold. And I don't think anyone else is going to follow suit, but that is, I think, a really good point. I I don't. I mean, I see where his logic, where where he's trying to make his point, mm-hmm. but I think it's flawed in that I do think people still overwhelmingly buy a game very soon to when it comes out because then they have actual knowledge of it. You know, it's in their psyche. That's when you're going to give most attention to a game. Mm. And then... You're going to completely forget about it. Now, the only time you're going to remember that game is when it goes on sale in an extreme manner. You know, like there are tons of games on Steam that I never would have heard of, but they're super discounted. So then I I give them a look and then I decide to buy them. But there's other games that fall under the radar because they discount them, you know, like 10%. And they always kind of stay in that middle zone out of my consciousness where... 
if especially if they weren't like an incredibly innovative game where everyone was talking about it when they came out they're games that I just never am ever going to see. They're never going to come in front of my eyes. So the, Is that because you only want to spend like $5 on No, something? but it's because the sale itself is a marketing device. Yeah. And so the people who want a game when it first comes out are going to, uh, you know, who are excited about a game, they're, they're going to see that game, they're going to buy it. There's going to be a smaller population that are going to buy it at a discount. They're going to wait six months to buy it at a discount. But I think that that's substantially smaller. And then there's an even smaller number that'll buy it way later when it's substantially discounted. But that's a market that wouldn't exist otherwise. Those are people who are going to play your game that never would have played it otherwise because they didn't know about it or because they didn't want to pay that much money. But do you think that that secondary market of people who would play it when it got cheaper would exist if games just didn't get cheaper, though? No. That's I, a, like I think people would be more selective with the games they bought. So if every game was still $60 or any game was $15, then you would get many fewer games because it's not like people have a ton of money to spend on games you know the average person mm-hmm. they have a certain amount of money once that money's gone it's gone so but if something interests you when you see it, it's like oh i think this is a really interesting new idea it's 15 dollars. i know it's never not going to be 15 dollars. like if it's interesting to me why don't i just buy it assuming i have the money well it's like the the market of that looks good but i think it only looks like it's worth five dollars like that market doesn't exist then and i feel like more people would then back up and be like i like this thing i want to get it before i forget about it or lose it or they would just say like i'm not going to even look at it anymore i know i would just buy it because i'm (laughs) i i panic when i don't buy things yeah so but there's so many things like that you don't know they look interesting you know there are certain games that come out that kind of take the the indie scene by storm and everyone's talking about them but those like are bioshock infinite yeah like that little <laughs> kind of ken levine creator owned yeah creator driven <laughs> bioshock that all the kids are talking about craft game no but i mean like you know there's a couple big games you know you get your super meat boys and things like that but then for every one game like that there's 50 other games that could be interesting but no one's really talking about or so you have to take the plunge and or they're interesting possibly like they're a big question mark and so you're much less likely to invest in more of those once you get burned once or twice right you know i just i i don't think that that's the way that it matches up with reality and i think if he made that assumption based on actual sales figures and evidence i don't think that he would come to the same conclusion so you think it was just a way for people to talk more about Castle Doctrine? Yeah. and Well, I think if it was just a marketing move, then it's smart. Yeah. But I think his next game, he should not do that anymore because it's the effect of it's already... you know. And same his with the controversy. Kids, his kids are fucking starving right it's now. It's good for him because the more people talk about the game, you know, it's the right. Streisand effect. You get more <laughs> attention to it, mm-hmm. the better. Um, but, I, you know, I, I, I don't think that that's a good way of going about selling your games and i don't think that it's going to take off because of that right philosophies aside i think there's something everyone should check out in something jason jason Rohrer has made um diamond trust of london um is 30 bucks buy it now from him directly through paypal for a, a physical cart for uh ds works on 3ds that's awesome that he did that yeah it's one of the few uh 3ds carts i or one of the few ds carts i keep in my 3ds case 
Um, and then Sleep is Death is a game I want to play, and I'm never going to be able to. Um, I'll just do a really quick side sidebar for this one because uh, it's what brought me into him his his world in the first place. And uh, Sleep is Death is a two player storytelling game where one person is just looking at a screen that they can move a character that they are controlling around, draw out an arrow, and point to a thing and like type in an action. Like I want to pick up chair and like draw an arrow to this chair in a room, and then everything. Um, that they do will happen because on the other side of it is essentially like a DM who has tile sets and can control what things say. And it goes A to B, A to B, like turns where the player says, I want to go outside. And then the DM then will move him outside and create a new scene. And then like, hey, there's another person here. And it's essentially like a co-op um adventure story like one of those games we were just talking about gone home yeah uh story driven thing but you can do whatever you want as long as you can move fast enough that's awesome the dm side of it is complex and it's still under a time limit so it's it was like to pay what you want for this and you get two copies that you can play with another person that's good the dm side is very very complicated this idea is one of the coolest ideas I'd ever seen. <laughs> the player side's super easy. Yeah. You just tell them what to do. Yeah, you move your guy. I don't understand why you're taking so long. There's like a speech bubble or an in-action arrow. Yeah. So you can either write in an action or you can write in what he says. to like a, You walk up to a lady and say like, hey, go fuck yourself. And then the DM guy, you like, end turn. DM guy, would he'd write in the lady like, oh, why'd you say that? He'd end his turn and then it would pop up on the player's side. And it's a back and forth of telling this story. And you can do it across a network. Yeah. It's really fucking cool. And the way he sold it was the most genius thing I had ever seen. It was like, this is this is all running in-game. And it was a guy doing the most ridiculous stuff. Like, I'm going to go to this Christmas tree. I'm going to set it on fire. Oh, I burned the house down. Oh, now you're we're home. <laughs> it was like doing all this really random shit. There's no way anyone would have programmed into the thing. Yeah. He's like, now I'll show you how it works. And then it clicked over to the other side. And you see all these tools and panels and pre-built rooms that the guy had made. You you essentially have to create a, a, DM, game. a DM experience. Yeah. I have this house and I have all these rooms all pre-made so that you don't have to redraw a room from scratch every time but if they go off course or whatever then you gotta think quick think quick, quick yeah it was just the time of back and forth to keep the game moving that was really hard but it's super fucking cool yeah that's that's awesome that's see that's an example of like an art piece that also seems like it'd be really fun to play yeah yeah sleep is death.net um yeah there's the, the the example that i just told you about is down below um and I think, let's see what he's charging for it these days. Uh, it's still name your price. And I think it, the the minimum or something for the transaction is two bucks, I think. So it, it defaults to $17 if you're curious. <laughs> I recommend Sleep That's is Death. That's cute. Yeah. Aww. Aww. I recommend Sleep is Death um, probably the least just because it's the hardest, but so it is the coolest idea. Yeah. Uh, Diamond Trust is excellent. Castle Doctrine, I fucking suck at, and I'm sure it's a great game. E- either way, try one of those. This guy's fucking crazy. <laughs> so, next game. Okay, so next game. I actually, with the games I'm talking about today, wanted to do a little bit of a themey. 
Little theme me Is that what we're calling it when they met, they're kind of the same? Uh, yeah. yeah. Ari's, Ari's going theme today. Going full theme. Not half theme. Not flaccid theme. Not semi-theme. That's, right. Yeah, full theme. Full theme. Uh, the theme today is Oregon Trail-ish semi-type games. It's a pretty long theme. We're working but... on it. <laughs> sure. Uh, so for all you people who were born in 1990s, I guess. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> most of you. Most... Here's what an Oregon Trail is. So Oregon Trail, it was an education game. Edutainment, would you say? Uh, yeah, I oh. would. It was developed in 1971. Holy shit. Yeah, and it was produced by the Minnesota Educational Computing Consortium in 1974. So, full stop, Oregon Trail is a bad game. No. What? Well, okay, I haven't played it (laughs) since I was 11. (laughs) I like how quick that that disclaimer came. Well, no, fuck you, wait, it it probably is now. (laughs) But yeah. that game sucks, right? The only reason people love it still is because it was a video game you could play in school. Yes. Like, like Mouse Hunt. It was either that or Logo. Logos, was that where you gave that turtle commands that was like trying to teach you programming? Be like, Logos, jump! And you'd like type in the turtle would jump and it's like, oh, you can program now! Good for you, kid! It's like, <laughs> I don't I don't think so. No, look, you made him jump! You put the code in! It's great! I, I have no idea what that is, but I want to play it. Okay. Love. All right, well, it, it, okay, there was that, this game, Carmen Sandiego. And Mouse Hunt. And Mouse Hunt. Did you play Mouse Hunt? Yeah. Remember when the guy rode on the whale? I don't. He went, whee! <laughs> just showed him holding <laughs> onto a whale's fin, like fucking molesting a whale. He just like swims by the screen going, whee! If you learned anything, whales love it when you grab their fins. <laughs> While they're trying to swim away from you. <laughs> So Oregon Trail fell into the uh, the slim market of games that you could play, and that I were genuinely fun. I thought I, I never maybe played it's Oregon not. Trail. I haven't played it for forever. Mm. Uh, you were basically in a wagon, uh, and you would you could name your family stuff like butts. Yeah, you would name everyone farts. in your family. You could uh, get out of your cart to shoot to hunt bison and things like that and carry only carry back a certain amount of meat though could you could kill some indians yeah it wasn't super pc could you do that i don't know i'm asking <laughs> no i thought no i don't think so but there were like different forts and things like that that alluded to indians oh but i i don't think you're actually hunting indians uh <laughs> That there's no scalping or anything like that. You were you were hunting like Bindians. You you can get dysentery though. Yeah. And uh, you you'd have like someone in your cart and they'd get a broken arm. So what's dysentery? And then they die. And you'd be like, I, you die from a broken arm. <laughs> you fucking and then, pussy. <laughs> and then your teacher would be like, Yeah, you just learned something. People died from broken arms. <laughs> you sucker. Uh, dysentery is where you poop out all your insides till you die. Oh, that's yeah, it pleasant. sucks. I Don't remember, drink out of rivers, folks. Did you have SimCity in school? No, not in school. I had it at home. No, we played or one of the classes. I think it was in eighth grade, and I was in seventh. Was grade. it architecture or it, <laughs> your it, no, city it was planning part class? Of a computer <laughs> class, and they would like play SimCity for a grade or something. What? Yeah. Did I you went, get an A? <laughs> I went to a really fucking shitty school. <laughs> <laughs> well, they had computers. Apparently, that's not too bad. Yeah, and you had to bring your own floppy disk and. Mouse Hunt. <laughs> <laughs> Wee! I need to play Mouse Hunt again. 
Well, I, my next this, game, in, we're talking about mouse hunt. In the same vein, I had a uh, chemistry teacher who was uh, super addicted to smoking cigarettes, so she would just put on Bill Nye videos and go smoke cigarettes outside. <laughs> Well, I played Pokemon Blue on my Game Boy. That's fantastic. Yeah, I don't know dick about chemistry, but I'm really good at Pokemon Blue. And and Squirtle? Yeah. Was, was uh, Squirtle your guy? No. Who was it? Pikachu. No, who was your starter? Yeah. Pikachu wasn't a starter? Was it just, uh, it was uh, Pikachu. Oh, come on, motherfucker. <laughs> I haven't fucking played this for forever. No, it's probably Bul- Bulbasaur. Bulbasaur is my starter. Yeah. So you can't Bulbasaur. have that one, so you gotta pick a different one. What? <laughs> Did you have blue or red? I had uh, blue. Okay, so we have a problem there too because we can't trade since we're both. I'll trade colors. Blue. I just want Bulbasaur. We can both have Bulbasaurs. There's more than one Bulbasaur. No, I want the. They only... just all say their same name. I want but the only different. Bulbasaur. All right, just kill every other Bulbasaur. <laughs> then see how that makes your Bulbasaur feel. <laughs> see if he's still talking to you after that after the Bulbasaur genocide. Anyway, Oregon Trail. The Great Bulbasaur Genocide of 2002. <laughs> so that, that was Oregon Trail, which I'm not talking about. <laughs> so these games, so people have a very fond place in their heart for uh, that game, which Joey, Joey doesn't, apparently, because his heart is cold and black. I have, I have a really, really warm place in my heart for a game you are going to bring up. I am going to talk about Super Wagon Adventure. That one. Yeah. I love that one. That is a great game. So this is a reimagining of Oregon Trail. And by reimagining, completely fucking different. <laughs> and by reimagining, you mean how Oregon Trail should have been. It's a uh, side-scrolling shooter, first of all. It's a top-down shooter. It's a... Oh, no, it's top-down. You're right. You yeah. know, it's everything. No, I'm oh, saying... Oh, yeah, 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 you're right. Yeah. There's multiple different modes. Uh, so there are things like... Um, kind of like a uh, Gaiden type game where you're just shooting sideways at things that are flying at you. There's points where you're walking around um, collecting and then bears, things. And then wolves. And just crazy stuff happens. You can get to a river and an Oregon Trail you could ford the river which means putting your oxen in, the car- in your wagon and floating the it wheels off and floating it across. This one of your options is just jumping the river. <laughs> you can jump it. <laughs> and you can you just fly off a cliff and jump over the river and hope you make it. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, it's amazing. Things happen where like, oh, a volcano just went off. There's mm-hmm. no there's no educational content to this game. <laughs> because then flaming coyotes will chase you from the volcano magma. So you have you have uh, the four people, you still get to name your family. The four uh, family members essentially is your health, and when they're dead, you're done. Yeah, and they have four. Yeah, they have four health each, mm-hmm. and each hit takes off one of those health, so you have twelve health total. I don't. You're playing on the PC, right? I am playing. So I played it on the Xbox Indies. Did the PC one have like the rounded corner and like old TV effect yeah, it on made it? Made your TV look like it was one of those warped, like a tube, tube TV. TV. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Or, yeah, it kind of bevels the picture. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so this it's it's available on Xbox 360 or PC through either Steam or Disura. Uh, Disura. Disura. Quality games. <laughs> this one is. It's yep. three bucks. Came out. It's three bucks. It's three bucks. Wow. Two ninety nine. I think. Great value. It's that game's so good. Super Wagon Adventure Turbo. I think. 
2013 is the full title. Oh, of the Steam release? Yeah. Oh, I wonder if they added new shit then. I imagine they did. It Fuck. came out just October 2013. Mm-hmm. Because um, I, th- I think the um, Xbox Indies release was like a dollar. Well, there's a lot of game in this. Um, the features that they list on their website, one of them is stupidly fast. The scene changes every 3 to 30 seconds. So it's kind of WarioWare in that sense, mm-hmm. in that there's like a lot of different games within this game. In this, unlike WarioWare, they're all connected by the same kind of theme, where something's going on. Uh, but there are some cutscenes that's like, you come across a guy in blue pants, and then it'll just cut to a scene, and there's a picture of your wagon standing next to a guy in blue pants, and then that's it. And then it'll, it'll be like, and then you went to the plains, and you saw like uh, a horde of snakes. And then just, like, snakes will come rolling at you. You have to shoot them and try to uh, evade them. This, like, Stanley Parable is one of the few games that has made me actually laugh out loud. I laugh off into this. It's yeah, so... so f- it's, yeah. Uh, it's, um, it's still called just Super super Amazing Wagon Adventure, and it's two ninety nine without sale. Like, two ninety nine raw. Yeah, it's a great... Um, it's a great deal. And there's a lot of unlockables. Like, uh, there's all these different types of wagons you can unlock. One is a train that I unlocked and one is invisible which you just see the oxen you don't see anything else um, and each oh, one man. each one has a different gun uh, I have an, uh, a cart full of dead people so when I shoot my gun it just leaves like trail of sickness <laughs> which kills other animals so this this is in the screenshots they've posted for the game so I don't think it's a spoiler but one of them is your cart hovering above the earth <laughs> yeah there's weird stuff <laughs> There's there's really weird stuff. I spent so much time playing it, and I still really love it. Have you beaten it or gotten to an ending? Is there an ending? I have not gotten to an ending. If there is, I've gotten to the point. Uh, I'm gonna buy it right now. I'm oh, gonna buy it. It's, yeah, it's good. Uh, You're God, gonna listen to the six, sweet audio of me purchasing it. Maybe six different uh, like worlds in. Like there's your first starting one, mm. then you hit a river. <laughs> Then there's another one, you hit a river, then another one. You know, their different locations kind of change. And then within those locations, there are various different actions that happen. Yeah. You know, like you might come across this animal and then this event might happen, but it's still there. You know, you might be on the planes, but then a tornado hit the planes, but you're still in a tornado in the plane. I've gotten the tornado one and I think I was like flying through the air or something. Yeah. And there's bison that come at you in the air. In the air. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. So there's, there's just like endless amounts of really weird, funny stuff. And I uh, fucking love WarriorWare too. Like WarriorWare is one of my favorite game series, and they've like taken that and actually made a cohesive I w- game. I was I was gonna say coherent, and that's the wrong. Word. No, no, it's cohesive. cohesive. It's, it's like one experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it still satisfies that like really twitchy uh, ADD impulse, and it's also funny, and it's a great pair. Like it also gives you warm feelings about. Oregon Trail because you're still in a wagon and still replicates some loosely some of the elements of that game. All right, I bought it. <laughs> you you guys hear that? He I just bought, bought that. I just bought it again. I, yeah. I own it. It's over there, and I bought it again. Yeah. Sparse vector. <laughs> Sparse vector. Yeah. The the music is repetitive. There's not much there for that. But I like it. But it's good. Yeah, it's not irritating. Because the like a single session, I would call it, doesn't take very long. Um, if you're shitty, maybe. Well, yeah, it doesn't take very long. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. No one could play more than like three minutes. Nobody. <laughs> yeah, I've never Nobody seen it. ever. <laughs> so it's impossible. Oh, how'd that, uh, how'd that game end? Um, 
you, you when you came out to my car, you're like, I'm having the game of my life super <laughs> adventure. I just paused it. I fucking died. That's how they all end. <laughs> they don't have to end that way. No, they do. It it gets really really hard. Yeah. And then things are out of your control where they'll just like kill one of your guys off. You know. Um, but I've gotten pretty far. <laughs> so I'm not shitty if that's what you're implying. No, no, no. I, I'm not. I, I'm I'm kind of excited though because I'm on Sparks Vector site and they do have another game announced that they just got announced called Go Plague Monkey Go. <laughs> there uh, are plague monkeys in Super Wagon Adventure too, so they're really. It says a chaotic 2D action game where you control a monkey with a disease who is accidentally let loose in a city. Planned 2014 release on Windows PC. That's exciting. So, I really like Super Wagon Adventure. I'm really looking forward to this Plague Monkey game that I've known about for like three seconds. Uh, you guys should check them out. Buy it. Yeah. Next uh, next game. Next game is sort of, I would call it a, an actual game. <laughs> I think. He's talking about Kingdom Maybe of it's Logan. more of a whale. Oh. I also have no idea what I'm going to put in the background. Uh, uh, yeah, just, we can, uh, nothing, nothing, just put, I'm just, I'm gonna just do this air. really hard. Kingdom, yeah. Kingdom of Loathing is a browser-based game, a browser-based MMO, um, that has that sort of free-to-play, um, what do they call it, energy turn mechanic, only it's been doing it for 10 years and it's not shitty about it. I'm pretty sure it brought that up so that it wouldn't crash the servers. Like that was a limitation they had Probably. back in the day or something. But yeah, it's totally free to get a complete experience from this. Yeah, game. you haven't put anything, any money, no in, money right? in, and I've played it a lot. I've put some money in because I can play it at work. Yeah, exactly. It's in your browser. <laughs> Just sits in your browser. Um, it's not as straightforward as, or you know, game gamey as like Candy Box or, oh, or anything I love like Candy Box. I know you do. We'll talk about that some other time. I know you do, buddy. <laughs> but um, it's it's sort of a um, a really tongue in cheek RPG. Only it's fucking massive because they've been doing this thing for ten years now. Um, I bet if you've never heard of Kingdom of Loathing, you go to the site, you'll have seen some of this artwork before. Um, it's there's like, so much content. There's so much content. So much content. Uh, you you sign up, you get a character, you have your own personal campground, and then you kind of go on quests. Um, there's inventory. It's all built into the browser, and it works, I think, from what I've seen on any browser. I uh, played it on Chrome. I yeah, me too. Use. I oh, use okay. Chrome, and I've done it on Firefox, and it seems fine. Um, I've even loaded it up on my phone. And it works pretty that good? When we were um, withdrawing... Meats, which oh, is yeah. the currency. I did one of those for my phone. Oh, that's awesome. So it just worked in the Safari on iPhone. So, um, But the the game is fucking massive. And like I said, it's been going for so long that people just get super deep into yeah. this thing. Um, and there's so many different, like there's many, many, many items. There's many, many different things you can make out of those items. There's like drinks and food and armor and you can just craft all kinds of things. There's different secrets that are hidden within the game. Here's a, here's an item I have. It's a cherry cloaca cola. Ew. 
This is a large cup of cherry cloaca cola. Well, actually, it's mostly ice, but the marketing people felt large cup of ice with a little bit of cherry cloaca cola in it wouldn't be very good for sales. It tastes like cherries in much the same way that lemon laundry detergent tastes like lemons. That's a write-up description for one stupid item called cherry cloaca cola. That I've never gotten. There are thousands of things (laughs) like that. Uh, What else do I got here? I got... um, um, I got some bottles of rum, bottles of whiskey, which give you more adventures, I think. But that, that like, if you don't want to play the game as an adventure RPG, or as an RPG, there's also a PvP system in there. And a clan there's system. There's clan systems. There's all, you could just sell stuff. There's all kinds of crazy things that are built in there. There's side quests all over the place where you can get different upgrades and get different weapons and get all kinds of like unlock places on your map it there's a map basically that you click to and then when you click on places within um the smaller locations you'll hit upon different sequences that either are bad guys and each bad guy has their own write-up in their own description <laughs> and, and how the fight different. goes like as they trade trade blows and stuff let me see if i can get into a fight maybe i can yeah because you have your weapons but you can also do spells on them you could throw stuff you can use potions uh and they're gonna have a different response for every single one so i'm fighting a gluttonous ghoul this is an extremely well-fed ghoul not so well-fed as to not be hungry for your flesh though you get the jump on it so i'm gonna attack it with my magic blaster or my magic laser blaster cannon you fire a burst of energy from your magic laser blaster cannon and not the good burst of energy, like the kind you get from a cup of coffee, the kind that does 123 plus 10 damage. Smack, boink, splat, whack. And then uh, my mosquito sucked out two cc's of blood <laughs> and then gave it to me. There you go. Um, I, my monster manual, which I bought, this is my first fight since I've gotten the monster oh, manual, yeah. just said, mon- his name is Monster Manuel, sorry. <laughs> monster Manuel sa- sneaks up behind you, shouts, boo, then says, I see you're easily startled, amigo, much like the twitchy pirate, but there's a fact about the monster you just beat. Ghouls really tend to put on weight in the face area. <laughs> 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 so I the the way that this game is supported is they have a store that has like some shirts and some figurines and stuff like that. And then they do this um, donation system where for every $10 you donate, you get what is called a Mr. Accessory. Um, and those are used to buy limited time special items for the game. Or there's a, there's a handful like Monster Manuel that you just heard uh, that is available all the time. And um, it's like 10 I think I've put $10 in for Monster Manuel and another $10 to get into the clan VIP lounge. So twenty bucks. I've had my account for over. You were since two thousand ten, I think. Was it? Yeah. I was going to say almost five so. years or something like that. Um, <laughs> they're at Comic Con every year, which is I think is where we heard of them first because they're always giving out like little temporary tattoos and yeah. stuff. But it's all this awesome like stick figure art. The currency is meat. You know your stats are muscle, uh, mysticality, and puns moxie. All over the place. Fucking puns galore. I'm. I have to go quest in Twin Peak right now. I have to go finish that. Yeah, there's a lot of funny references to all kinds of weird shit. It's it's something special, and I love that it's still around. Um, bringing up the game is sort of... Um, what am I trying to say? It's like the... Uh, but. It's the but. 
what I really wanted to bring up this game for is to get people into our clan. Oh, yeah. Which we, we already did, have. We did start a clan, so if you're interested, um, you should join the WASD WASD clan. I believe it's just WASD. We oh, were, it's just WASD. Yeah, we were able to get that. Uh, yeah, we're filling it out. I've donated a bunch of items that you can pull out for free. Um, I'm buying equipment for our clan rec room. There's a workout machine. Get your dudes all buff. <laughs> uh, I also bought us a calendar so that everybody in the clan will get an extra three uh, adventures, which is basically like turns. Turns, yeah, you yeah. You get 20 of them a day. So in our clan rumpus room, we have the Girls of Loathing, um, a threadbare rug, and a Hobo Flex workout system. Yeah. Does so, anybody that sound good to you guys? Uh, huh. The VIP lounge has some stuff, but Ari's not even in the VIP lounge because he won't well, give him 10 bucks. I bought us a hobo flex, man. What do you want? <laughs> do you remember how to um, like find a clan you want to register for? Do you just have to search the name of it? Yeah, you just put the name in. Okay. In the uh, in the clan area, you'll see it. It's in the standard, the first page area where you go. There's like the council of loathing, and then there's a clan area, I think. Oh well, on the very oh, top menu the top bar, button. there's just a clan too. But like, when true. you when you click that, it just takes you directly into the one that you're assigned to. I don't know what it, it does, does now, you, but yeah. before it will take you to a list of different clans. Okay, and then, and then you then can search. search bar. Okay, um, so search yeah. WASD the members. It's Clockface and Tort. What is it? Tor- Torticulo. Torticulo. The Turtle Tamer. Yeah, I'm an accordion thief. Yeah, I don't know what that means. I'm an accordion thief. It's your your class. Yeah. There's but certain a, things that only you can get as a turtle or as a accordion, accordion thief. thief. Yeah, and there's um, pasta mancers. I don't know what the other ones are. I think that might be it. Maybe there's one more. But uh, oh, there's it like seal clubber or something like that. Maybe. <laughs> sure. Uh, but it's super full featured. Really impressive that all this all this is running in a browser. And like I said, you can play it at work. Yeah, and it's free. And it's free. Totally free. It, I mean, it's free, and if you put money in it, money into it, like you I get did, cool stuff. You get cool stuff, and you don't feel shitty because I've put hours and hours into this thing, just hanging off to the side, and it's pretty funny, even. Yeah. So I, I actually kickstarted their card game called Mister Card Game. Um, I, I believe they sell it in stores now, but it's so, uh, Evertide Games made a uh, a card game version of Kingdom of Loathing. Uh, a little while back. Haven't played it yet. Yeah, looks cool. Yeah. I just got to the point now where I could uh, restart the whole game. I'm not there yet. Yeah, so once you beat the game, you can restart, but w- with you all ascend. your equipment. Yeah, you're, you ascend. You get to keep your equipment? Yeah, it stays in like a locker that you can't get to until you reach a certain point. Oh, weird. Because they don't want it to just be so easy. It, it, uh, to make it replayable mm-hmm. a little bit. Um, what? But do you, you don't lose like all your inventory. No, they put it into a closet. All of it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Except the quest items, because you need to just reget those. But all your stuff, like your your armor and your weapons and your potions and all that stuff, goes straight into this um, closet that you can get it out from later. How how long would you say it took you to get to the reset phase? Psh, I don't even know. And it's you I play it a good amount. You don't feel like you've seen everything. No, because I mean. Uh, I'm finishing up loose ends before I do the ascension, mm-hmm. which is the reason I haven't. Um, there's still a couple side quests that I haven't done. Uh, I will say there are some of these quests. It's it's one of the few like I really don't like using manuals, but this game you have to. Or FAQ or FAQ type things. Yeah, or yeah. The, I use the wiki sometimes. Yeah, KOL wiki I think is what the one yeah, I look at. Because there's some things where it's like you're just never like 
It's pretty dense. You either are never going to get the reference, so you'll never know that you have to go and find this one item that's in this one part of the world Mm -hmm. to move on in this quest that just doesn't really seem like it's connected. But once you you hear it, like, okay, I kind of get whatever pun they're going for. Sure. Or uh, it's um, a reference that you just don't know. Or it's the kind of thing that you would spend... You you know, it's like, I could figure this out. It would take me three hours to do this. <laughs> yeah. Or I can f- look it up on the wiki and it'll take me 15. And there's a, so many of those that you just, after point, I lost some of my patience. I tried not to use it wherever possible, but I did use it to... Uh, to kind of clean up some of these loose ends, and I I don't feel like I'm cheating myself using the wiki because I'm still reading yeah. everything, and it's like I reading the wiki is like I would have never figured that out. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> you know, play play it however you want. It's free, so there's no barrier to entry. Just make sure you join WASD clan or just WASD in the clan section and donate all your your meats to us. <laughs> yeah, we don't need meats. We have plenty of meats. So we can buy more workout equipment. But we can do uh, PvP clan fighting and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. I've yeah, never done that. There's all kinds of other... And there's like clan... Ex- we, once we get 10 million meats, I think we can buy a basement. And then we can, as a clan, do exploration. Adventure in the basement. Yeah, adventure in the basement. So there's, there's really cool stuff that they've built into this system that's... Yeah, that's it. And I, we can, like, um, as moderators of the clan, assign special names to every member or something like that. We are Wazdmaster, and then we have uh, another for fellow Steve. It's <laughs> ready and waiting. I already created it. Yeah, so check it out. Uh, feel free to join the uh, Wazd clan. And, uh, yeah. And last game. <laughs> game the second in the uh the oregon Themy? trail duology what was it themey themey the theme baba mr themey themey mr feeney live next to <laughs> I Corey. i didn't know if you were gonna catch that <laughs> that's weird. everyone loves boy meets world right yeah so he was totally a stalker right pretty much i don't know how much you talk to your principal at your school me never me never either because and also my principal didn't move to the college i went to to make sure he could hang out with well, me you want to make sure you're safe right yeah and from the boys at that's night that's the reason he would come into your room and just hold you in his arms and sleep under my bed <laughs> jerk off on my pillow when i wasn't there <laughs> De- give death threats to that girl you were talking to <laughs> to that girl i held the door for <laughs> i was his principal his principal <laughs> you back the fuck off you whore Anyway, your game. Organ Trail. <laughs> Wait, say that again? Organ Trail. Organ. Not Oregon. Uh-huh. Organ. Organ. Organ Trail. When, when you told me, the first time you told me you were going to do Organ Trail, I'm like, well, that's not really, that's like an old, you know, like, Organ. Oh, homonym. Did you, did you play this game at all? I did, I beat it. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, this game is like Oregon Trail, but very fun. <laughs> it's different in that way. It's more It's more like it than Super Amazing Wagon Adventure. Yeah, this is very much a homage to Oregon Trail. Uh, you can tell immediately by the name. Uh, it's a zombie game. So it's post-apocalyptic. Zombies rule the America. 
the USA, and you're driving a wagon, but it's a station wagon. Yeah, see what they did? Uh, but it, and it has a lot of, like, you have to scavenge by hunting. Which is which, still no fun, just like Oregon Trail. I, I, thought, I think it's kind of <laughs> cool. You're, you're shooting zombies as you're trying to pick up various like items that show Money up. and equipment. And, yeah, yeah, so a lot of the mechanics are the exact same from Oregon Trail. That's uh, tough to, to go back and forth. Because I would say both Oregon. those words almost the same. Oregon Trail. Yeah. Oregon Trail. Yeah, same. Oregon Trail. Oregon. And Oregon Trail. We call it Zombie Trail. So, Oregon Trail. Okay. Uh, it's it's so freaking good at creating this like really depressing, really bleak feeling and really just like crazy universe in the Oregon Trail game system so like like, the style of it the style of it so like there's different strangers that you can talk to at each town or each time you talk and the stuff that they tell you is so depressing and crazy (laughs) yeah but it's all this cutesy pixel old school look like it it does it in a way that uh, like i'm watching the trailer right now the black the black and whites will have the speckled pattern like it doesn't really cheat with the the color palette yeah it just keeps it that really old early computer era but like, it's not a parody because right. it's not trying to be funny it's just an homage where it takes the 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 game and then puts its own layer on top of it using the the mechanics that were set out and kind of the convention set out by the original oregon trail but oregon trail it's not funny even though you're saying it's like you know they're telling you this crazy thing and that old-timey thing it just feels like bleak like there's points where you're attacked by biker gangs and you really feel the desperation there's a lot of like times where you feel like you're on the edge and the people in your party are like being held together by strings and it's it's stressful i just remembered something that happened in the first in my playthrough yeah it's like my one and only it's like i beat it and i didn't play it again yeah i think i had kim phil Kyle, maybe? Yeah. Is there only four? Or is there five? I think there's five. Because so five might have been you then. There's more than uh, than Super Wagon Adventure. Okay, it might be five yeah. then. But um, <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> it was like the first time someone got attacked by a zombie. And I guess you can cure zombieism if you heal them enough or something. And, <laughs> and I think Kyle got bit. And it was like, what do you want to do? Do you want to try and find a medicine? I was like, put him down! It's just like, it goes to this oh, cutscene. It goes to this cutscene where the guy you're talking about is standing there, and you have to aim your gun up and down, and you just, like, shoot them, and they don't move, don't leave. You just essentially put someone down like a dog. You assassinate them. Yeah. With your shotgun. <laughs> so go nuclear right away i had to kill kyle because he was like a little bit injured and i could have probably easily helped him but i didn't know that like later phil or somebody got got the zombie disease and i healed him and then it went away or it was like some really fatal thing i was going to kill him and turn him into a zombie or something but yeah first option oh (laughs) gotta put down kyle i'll be back (laughs) you had a good run buddy didn't you yeah (laughs) i sure did you can you can take away his play setting just promise me you'll make it make it out west sure will little guy boom i'm gonna wear your face as a helmet (laughs) 
there's there's also moments like that where a bandit will grab one of your people out of your car oh and yeah then the bandit is holding a gun up to their head yeah they're on their knees and it's that same side screen where you then have to shoot the bandit without him shooting your person or without you, you shooting. shooting your own person and it's <laughs> i would like, shoot my own person send a message <laughs> well you accidentally shoot your own person because it's it's pretty hard it's really hard yeah yeah um and then you just feel like garbage <laughs> so did you have fun playing this game from like everything you're saying is you're impressed with it but it really bummed you out no i i thought it was really cool and i thought it was really fun yeah uh it's eerie but it's it's actually really like i had a good time um i fired i played it i wanted to do this two for episode because i was really i've been playing super wagon adventure a lot lately mm-hmm. and i thought it'd be cool but i hadn't played oregon organ trail in like months so i fired it up yesterday and played through for four hours i think really yeah it's just i went through the game again it was really fun i almost got to the end um what's the goal like, you want to get to washington to washington so, yeah right. so you go across country um through these various different locations and like the art screens when you get to a new location are really cool too mm-hmm. they'll show like las vegas but it'll be covered in zombies and, zombies stuff, yeah. and stuff like that i, re- I remember the, <laughs> when i beat it i felt like i really accomplished something for some reason like usually when, when most games end i'm like oh i guess i'm not playing this anymore but when i beat organ trail i was like fuck yeah i did, did it yeah yeah it like, feels because it's so stressful and so harrowing like the entire time yeah, you Which really is, feel like you got yourself to safety. Yeah, yeah. So I was like nervous that there's like a one last mini game thing you have to do, and I was like, fuck, 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 like the entire time. It's probably five minutes of <laughs> super stressed out. Then I beat it. I'm like, oh my god, uninstall. <laughs> so this game, uh, it started out originally as a flash game. Oh, it didn't. And you can still play the flash game for free. Oh, I didn't know that. Uh, yeah, it's funny because it was developed by three guys: Ben Perez, Michael Block, and Ryan Wyemeyer. Uh, I think the men who wear many hats. Well, no, because um, then the people who took that game, two of those guys created the men who wear many hats. Oh, okay. They basically booted one of them. It's Michael Block and Ryan Wyemeyer, basically got rid of ben perez and they founded the men you wear hats and they're the ones who developed the organ organ trail director's cut oh yeah which is this expanded version which is the one you play now it was actually greenlit first it started out as a phone game um that was back in 2012 and then in 2013 it made it on to steam through the greenlight process Mm -hmm. Uh, and now it's on iOS, Android, Linux, Microsoft, Windows, yeah, OS X, Ouya, everything. It's a uh, it's two ninety nine on your phone, four ninety nine on Steam. It says the Oregon Trail Director's Cut Plus Expansion now. Do you know what that is? Um, I must have played it with the expansion. I thought the expansion was just um, was the Director's Cut because that me, me too. They, they kickstarted it too to get money for the director's cut um hmm. let me let me just double check on here to see if there's anything else about yeah the the director's cut added in things like you were able to make a customizable main guy um 
Yeah, it's just on on Steam. It's called Oregon Trail Director's Cut, and then on the Men Who Wear Many Hats website, yeah, it's the same image, but it says Oregon Trail Director's Cut plus expansion. It's got to the expansion's got to be Director's Cut. I, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I haven't I haven't heard anything about an expansion or anything like that. I didn't see anything. Yeah, well, um, interesting. Yeah, I bet the expansion's just the Director's Cut. Uh, where they added in things like. You'll pull up on the side of the road, and um, it'll say, like, you see a bunch of really well-fed people, like, stirring a stew. They're really friendly to you. Do you want to go up and say hello to them, or do you want to just leave? You know, things like that. Or They could be murderous or not. Who knows? You see uh, a guy being held up at gunpoint. Do you want to go interfere? You know, there are these kind of, like, um, more RPG... Uh, aspects to the game too so that kind of expands it what and, difficulty did you play on uh, the one after normal a lot harder there's than four. normal there's I think four I did it on like an easier one I know the first time I played it on normal and then yesterday I played it on oh okay because it's like I know how this works I'm, really, <laughs> I'm good I'm a professor yeah. professional survivor blah, blah, blah. so yeah it's it's a really fun game it's again like four bucks five bucks three bucks on your phone um, Would you recommend it on phone? You think because there's all those like weird pixel perfect shooting sequences. It seems like yeah, no, be tough. I wouldn't play it on phone. And it's uh, I had you have to use a, a mouse and keyboard, mm-hmm. but I, which I you know I prefer uh, to controller games for Steam. But I was happy; it wasn't that big a deal. Yeah, I just I can't imagine how that would unless you're using like the thing where you can turn the whole phone. Tame. I don't. I don't have it on my phone. Yeah, I don't either. I'm just. I'm I, trying to see or think how that would work because it seems like that would be really difficult. Yeah, to, but I'm sure they thought of it. So, anyways, uh, Oregon Trail. That's the second of the two Oregon Trail themelets. <laughs> Let's go now to the special segment. Interview time. Slot quest. All right, now we're going to do something different. Uh, we have and now for something a completely different. Special interview segment. Uh, so this is cool. We uh, you might remember from past episodes. We were, last episode. Last episode we were looking at uh, various green lights, and we stumbled across one that kind of took our fancy, <laughs> kind of tickled us. We were we were pretty excited. Yeah, I mean it was kind of love at first sight. Sloth Quest. And so uh, Joey and I reached out to the creators of Sloth Quest, who we learned subsequently are a father and son programming duo um, who are also doing all the art and everything else. And um, we're able to get uh, the son of that pair to uh, talk to us kind of about Sloth Quest and um, what it's been like to develop the game and everything. Yeah, his name's Brian Wright. Brian Wright. So. Um, yeah, Brian was nice enough to talk to us and over Skype. So there, there's a little bit of Skype distortion, so please bear with us. But uh, uh, it's really cool. Get to hear some insight into Sloth Quest. Take it away, tape. Interview time, Sloth Quest. Brian, you are our first interview. Yeah, congratulations. congratulations. We, had, we created the interview segment because we were so excited about <laughs> Sloth Quest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um well this is my first interview too so perfect yeah awesome well this is how they will all be pretty weird <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh so joining us now uh we got brian wright 
yeah. via, via Skype, creator of Sloth Quest. Brian, thank you so much for talking with us. Yeah, no problem. So you said you'd... I'm sorry, I was in the other room. You're in Virginia? Is that yep, what you said? that's correct. All right. Are you in school right now? I am. So is Sloth Quest then, is that more of a... Uh, is it a school project, or are you just doing it because of the love of the sloth? Just what what is the little bit of the the genesis of this amazing uh, green light find that Ari? Yeah, maybe you should just start at the beginning. Yeah, <laughs> bring us back to the uh, the inception. Yeah, of, what of, what, of uh, what party was it, or how many beers was it, or <laughs> like can you can you tell us well, a little it's bit of work? Definitely not a school project. Okay. Yeah. So you don't go to a cool school then. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> pretty okay school. Yeah, no big deal. <laughs> no, but uh, let's see. I, it's kind of weird. I study I study uh, computer science at Virginia Tech, and uh, basically, it's kind of weird. I didn't come here to think I was gonna do gaming or anything like that. I came here to do like mechanical engineering or something. Mm-hmm. Kind of like a stigma with computer science that you need something, I guess, on the side to kind of, I guess, show employers like uh, more or less that. You can do stuff for yourself, like you can apply programming to other things. And that kind of got me thinking of doing other stuff, but I couldn't think of anything cool besides like games. Okay. So uh, me and my me and my dad, uh, we both work on Sloth Quest, and oh really? Is, up, is yeah. uh, that who Ari initially emailed? Yes. Oh, okay, oh, gotcha. Cool. Mm. Is your dad uh, on the art side? Um. Or does he, he program as well? He's on art side, but he is way more technically advanced than me. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah. So it's it's a passion project. Yes, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> it's so, turned. It's it's honestly built up into this thing that just it's become really hard, and just I did not think games would be this hard. And <laughs> <laughs> you just put them out, and then you play them, and they're awesome. <laughs> and then you listen to assholes tear them apart and just destroy everything you've worked on in the last couple of years. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, so, how far along is the the game now? Um, we started. It was uh, the initial prototype was done like spring break of I think two years ago. Okay. Or it wasn't this year; it's the year before. But then it's been kind of on and off because I've been dealing with school and work and stuff like that. Sure. sure. Yeah. How how so, big was the first prototype? Was it like one playable level, or was it just the concept of swinging around? Or it was like ten vines or something. Okay. <laughs> it's like little rectangles, like grabbing stuff. Something grabbing that'll really rectangles. impress employers. Right. <laughs> <laughs> You realize you've now made a game that you could never show to an employer unless they were cool in advance. You checked them out. <laughs> I don't know, man. Yeah, the whole point of the personal project thing, like that, totally just got skewed. Like it's all like about games now. It's not about. That's awesome. Yeah. So, so where did the actual idea for the the sloth come from? Well, Sloth Quest isn't actually the first game that I I guess I've worked that we worked on. It's uh, we worked on another game and it, we we did it the wrong way. Like we. Had a cool concept, <laughs> and then we like tried to make like art around the game, and it just didn't work. And we didn't have anything working after like three months. Ugh, so Sloth Quest yeah. is the product of trying to think of something very small and just making that, and just was it like it. what's the slowest thing to animate possible? <laughs> <laughs> Here we go, sloths. <laughs> it was a uh, playing GURP, which was a uh, it's another climbing game. If you guys have heard that, I don't know. It's just like. Yeah, I haven't played Gerb. It's uh, by the same guy who made Quop. Oh, uh, yeah, Ben Foddy. 
Yeah, yeah. that makes sense. <laughs> Bennett, I've I've messed that up in the past. Bennett, yeah, it's sorry, one of those. Bennett, <laughs> <laughs> Bennett uh, yeah, his games are awesome, and I think I got the idea after playing for. I just I wanted a stupid, silly mechanic, and just nothing was stupider than slots on the internet at the time. I guess. <laughs> no, it's a great. This I just mean, came about. Somehow. It caught my attention just looking through all the garbage on Greenlight, and then I saw that and was amazed that there was something actually like funny it looks super fun to play it looks like a great idea like all of it uh pretty much caught my immediately and that that was when we decided we had to reach out and the the balrog fight because yeah we were we were very prepared i mean generally our show we try to like find games we like we were just looking through green light and all i had seen was stuff that is like derivative knockoffs of a game that you've played a million times but done like super shitty minecraft and daisy or minecraft (laughs) daisy or something like that and so we were so fully prepared to like be like oh sloth quest you know come on and then watching your video it looks so great <laughs> like, yeah. and then yeah, it worked hard on that trailer <laughs> it's really good thanks yeah so how you know let's get to the hard-hitting question how many outfits are we gonna have for the slot yeah how, how many are you planning uh customization options you know like what kind of yeah on our show where we first are discovering this you can hear an audible gasp when joey sees a part of the trailer when then you can see customization <laughs> i'm just talking and then you hear <gasps> in the background because we had the uh we had the trailer running on mute while ari was talking about it because he's the one who found it on green light and then it hit like the wearing the space helmet i think it was and stuff like that and yeah yeah the, the astronaut outfit yeah, yeah perfect it's, it's uh, sorry it's funny that like the easiest thing to do in terms of art on the entire project is definitely like slot stuff <laughs> <laughs> Like, honestly, I think art is the biggest thing holding me back at this point. Like, it's so hard. Like, you can kind of see that in the art style. Like, we never really settled on a style. Like, it's <laughs> it's art between two people that just kind of like, oh, whatever. I think this looks good. Like, like the one thing I'm proud of is definitely the sloth and the sloth stuff. Yeah, they got great texture. Besides that, we've got to work on stuff. What do, what do you make most of the art in? Um, Just Photoshop. Just it's like from scratch? Drawing it by hand. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. Are you guys coding this kind of from scratch? Or are you starting in Unity or Game Maker or uh, this is a Unity game. Unity, okay. So you can hit iOS and you can hit essentially everything when this. When yeah, this... Unity ports to like everything in your toaster, so it's great. <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> What's been the most like surprising? Uh, roadblocks have come up you said it was like much harder than you first thought it would be Where, where's the biggest hold up mm. biggest hold ups definitely back on art decisions like like things like that background like we, we don't even like the background but that took like, took us like <laughs> two weeks maybe to settle on that yeah. it's just art is so hard man and then like everything in games is just so hard like programming like I look at Sloth Quest and I see a pretty small game but there's there's so much code in that to just to get to where we are sure how, how is the uh, since you and your dad are both programming how is that splitting the work up and you know if there's uh, 
portions of the code that are, are not working or how's the working relationship going? It's definitely like a mentor mentee kind of relationship. Like I can't hold a candle to my dad's development skills, but okay. I can still hold my own in terms of like implementing certain features. Yeah. He's definitely in charge of like overall structure and stuff like that. So your dad is, has been a gamer. Like this is some, is this something that he is equally as into uh, or is this like you guys are just have a project together? Definitely. He's been in games like, well, he hasn't worked in games for a while, but I think game development's kind of like, I think it's the reason he got into programming itself. Oh, okay. He didn't actually go to school for programming, so he's kind of learned all this technical mastery just as a hobby, which is pretty wow. awesome. I was going to say, I took one programming course in college, and it was the hardest thing I ever did. (laughs) It was like an elective. I was like, oh, okay, well, I get get why people get paid money for this. I think I'm done for a while. I can't imagine, like, going to work, coming home, and then chilling out and cracking up in, like, a a nice C++ book or something like that. Did you guys do, like, sloth research before you started this game, or are you just like... Well, I got I got the gist of a sloth. I can do this. <laughs> I've seen the internet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, like, most research was definitely just, like, internet memes. Like, all right, what's stupid and what do people really like? It's honestly, like, a like a stupid medium that you can't really do wrong in. Like, sloth? <laughs> yeah, sloth. Like the sloth medium. Yeah, yeah. Um... I don't know if you know this, but I'm sure you do. I don't. I don't think I'm educating you on this. That the the only time that sloths are most vulnerable is when they go to the ground, and that's to poop. Yeah. Yeah. So have you incorporated yeah. that in the game at all? Is there a point where Not you go yet, to the floor no. and poop and have to evade? All right. Well, that that one's for free. You can have, <laughs> yeah. you can have that one from us. All right. <laughs> what kind of games do you play outside of Sloth Quest when you're not playing that all day every day? <laughs> Um, lately I've been into Rogue Legacy. Okay. Yeah, we've talked about that game. Yeah, it's really great. Did you hear about it from our show? (laughs) Yeah, right. You probably did. I did not. (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) Crap. Uh, that's a good one. I played like 12 hours of it, and I've gotten like, I haven't gotten as far as I hoped I would. That's kind of where I was, and then I quit. Yeah. Because that's how I do. You played most of the game. There's not much more surprises beyond that. The way they wrap it up is pretty cool, but in between then and where you are is probably not going to get too different. This is Ari holding the fact that he's beaten the game over both of us. Yeah, well, whatever, you guys. I commit. So. <laughs> He's, he I just don't want to grind out the rest of the like upgrades and stuff. It's I, gonna take so long. Yeah, I just did. It didn't seem like it was gonna be fun to me. But all right, well, by the, the time you're playing, then I'm coming out with Emu Quest. So <laughs> sucks to you guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, those can't swing through trees, man. I don't know what you're gonna do with that. No, it'll swing through trees. Oh, okay. <laughs> it'll also look like a sloth. <laughs> so, I, were there ideas? So. I don't want you to give away any spoilers or anything because even just seeing the the still of the sloth fighting the Balrog gets me so excited <laughs> that there's just nutso things like that in the game. Were there ideas that you brainstormed up with your dad and you're like, okay, we'll put that on the list of development, and then you got to and were either like, this is way too much work or it's way too stupid for what it's going to be. I want to do just- open world sloth. I want to. <laughs> I want to do. Day and night cycle survival, Daisy, Minecraft. Let's do this slot quest. Yeah, was there anything like that that you've kind of scrapped during development? Uh, now? 
<sighs> nothing really like comes to mind. Like I've definitely had those ideas of like, man, I want to do like networking sloth games and like have races <laughs> or something. But <laughs> like I don't, I don't know. Like I want to, I don't want to detract like any possibilities. It's just like because it, it's not done really. I guess, I guess it kind of depends on if the green light picks up. Yeah, oh, that's true. Do you th- do you feel like it's at, at for the scope of the game that you're imagining right now, with it the possibility that it could get like much bigger? Or, um, how how far into development do you feel like you guys are? Um, if we wanted to do like a full like release, like if somehow green light goes through, uh, I'd probably say like another like year because we'd want to like do it the best we can well you you mentioned green light i'm just kind of curious from developer side mm. like how that process is because i know there's it's sort of been hot and cold with people like have some complaints about it and then other people are getting on steam that normally wouldn't have but mm. did you get in before the the money the money thing happened like you had to pay to list it or were you after that no okay i was after that that was i only listed it earlier this year so oh okay so how do you have like behind the scene like can you see how many people have viewed your page can you see how many people have voted it yeah they track all the stats and metrics for you it's actually pretty nice do you think they need to start charging more money to keep less Russian shitty Doom knockoffs from Greenlight? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I've seen some pretty crazy stuff, but like honestly, like I can't even feel bad about charging because it's like all the you pay like a hundred dollar fee and it all goes to charity in the end. Yeah, oh, so okay. Steam takes nothing. Okay. Apparently, and then <laughs> allegedly, yeah, I'm sure they don't. <laughs> I mean, if that's the case, that I just can't feel like bad. Like, sure, just put every game you want on there, just helping charity, I guess. Mm-hmm. Well, it, I mean, it's a tough thing too because when they started it and it was completely open, then it was like all those porno games, and then it was Desura. <laughs> yeah, then it was. <laughs> Sure, but then you know you put the the money on it, and then people start to find the problems because now you're paying you're a paying customer of this service, and it's not st- not really easy to to find stuff you want to find yet. And yeah. then like you pass into Steam, you have your your you know two days or so where you're visible at the new release window, and then you kind of right. go into the Steam abyss. So I just as a developer. I've just been kind of curious how that sort of how the green light process has treated you and all that stuff because it's it's all new to me. Like honestly, uh, like I haven't gotten like South Coast hasn't gotten like a huge amount of attention, like nearly enough to get greenlit. But I couldn't have imagined that it got even got to this point. Like within like a week or like two weeks. Sloth Coast got featured on, like, Kotaku, and then eventually on, like, Rock, Paper, Shotgun. Oh, really? Which, like, blew my mind completely. Like, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, that's really cool. Mm-hmm. But it's weird like that. Like, even though we got those features, it didn't actually translate to that many votes. Oh, so it's okay. kind of weird. I'm not sure, like, how the system's working. Like, there was definitely the peak, like you mentioned, like, the first two days you feel like an indie rock star or something. Mm-hmm. And then you kind of, like, drop off to just, like... I don't know. Steam Abyss. Does Steam tell you, like, you need this amount of votes to get, or it's just you kind of have a general feeling of this is kind of what we need to get greenlit? Yeah, Steam's kind of just, I guess, wishy-washy. They don't tell you specifics, but they tell you, I guess, specific enough. Like, they tell you a percentage until you get to the top 100. <laughs> oh, so they only let in the top 100 at a time? Is that how that... Well, it's out of the top 100, they select, like, 75 every uh, two weeks, I think. Yeah. I didn't realize it was that limited. I thought it was just, like, if you got 
if you got through, then eventually you would show up. I just like have you ever thought about doing like Kickstarter route? I did, but I, it's just. I don't know. I feel weird asking people for money to like work on this. You're the only one in the world that feels that way, <laughs> <laughs> apparently. So I guess the early access thing isn't something you guys would want to try. <laughs> early like, access that doesn't problem. even like. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like you have to have like an open world game to even like constitute for like early access. What I'm saying is, I'll give you ten dollars right. <laughs> Uh, well then uh. <laughs> uh, I mean early access sounds great uh. you've just learned Joey's weakness he pays money for everything <laughs> um, are, do you have any thoughts about releasing the prototype yeah definitely by the end of the summer I want to try and get like an open demo just to kind of I guess third it's like any publicity that might be possible we'll try and yeah. push some more people uh, more people your way yeah and let us know when uh, you know updates or when uh-huh. you push that through yeah the, yeah, uh, yeah definitely demo. I'll definitely keep you guys updated and thank you for all the support yeah man yeah we're excited I think it's a <laughs> cool project <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's awesome that you're doing this it's cool also that you're doing it with your dad and it you know it it's it's refreshing to see something that looks interesting and it has that you know that quappy vibe with all the octo daddy vibe with yeah, all the things that's but, not from ben Foddy. yeah which <laughs> which we I'll, love bennett Foddy. yeah but i love ben bennett Foddy. ben but bennett ben ben someone else has to be able to make those type of games so and also you know if you if you need an extra costume i'll make a costume because that <laughs> that looks like way fun so i can make a slutty sloth if you need it <laughs> god that'd be awkward to draw <laughs> i i could find a way don't worry about it all right. Well, I appreciate the time, and uh, for sure, keep us posted on on where this goes. Yeah, definitely. All right, dude. Thank yeah. you. Thanks. All right. Thanks for having me. Interview complete. for Quest Light. All right, great. So that was Brian Wright from Sloth Quest. Uh, we want to thank you again. Yeah, it was really cool of him to talk to us. And I'm serious about adding that that artwork. By the way, yeah, and- Brian. Joey, Joey's not know. some jerk off. He's actually very talented. Oh, you can check you. out Destructo Box. He does real art and stuff. <laughs> I have been known to art before. He didn't just offer you thinking that he could just figure it out <laughs> yeah. on, you know, I didn't think about MS that. Paint or whatever. Wait, not everybody knows who I am. <laughs> yeah, well, that's so. weird. Okay. We you, can, you can check out his Spelunky guy <laughs> for reference work. <laughs> I've done I've done video game art. I don't know if you've seen it. Um, it's of me, and don't it's not it's not all done yet. But I will I will make you like a bikini sloth outfit if you want. So why do um, you instantly go to sexual sloths? Why don't you make them something? Because it's an alliteration. We can get a slutty sloth. Slutty sloth. Yeah, you could also what would get you a do? silly sloth. No, fuck that. What would you do? What would be your sloth costume? Uh, I would make him a cowboy. I would give him a dildo on his head. Okay, Joey, that's why he's not going to let you do it. Because you say sexy, and to you that means a dildo on the head? A dildo and a corn. That's not going to fly, man. This um, isn't yeah, going to be an fly AO game. And, it'll fly and jiggle <laughs> and wiggle. But anyways. Ari. Yes, sir. Let's give away a video game. Video games. Ha! Do you want to give away <laughs> those games we talked about this episode? Yeah, let's give away uh, the aforementioned, uh, what, do we have Proteus? I have Dear Esther, which we briefly mentioned, Yeah, and Proteus. Yeah, let's, uh, let's do that. Let's give those away. So, new competition, folks. 
Why don't you uh, lay down the rules, Joey? What's what's the theme of this competition? Fellow Steves, you can email what W-A-S... What's the, the themelet of this contest? What's the theme <laughs> lay, oh. lay, lay the skinny on this theme This is making me want to puke. Uh, okay, the, the theme for this contest is um, games that make you sad. I'm talking like a scene in a game that brought you to tears or just something that really hits you in a way that you don't want to talk about but you should talk to us we, we're your friends yeah just mention the game if you yeah. don't yeah if you don't want to get too spoilery or i i'll read spoilers that's fine okay yeah yeah you'll and i'll filter for ari okay so good send me a game that you really and really, if it's an indie game that's all the better yeah the you know bonus points if we haven't heard of it um and if you send in aries dying final fantasy 7 i will delete you or I'll delete your email and block you oh, from WASDPOD. So <laughs> Barrett says shit at some point. <laughs> that made me feel better. What's a what's another that's like too easy? Can you uh, think of another? Fuck uh, without spoiling it, I guess. Yeah. So no Shadow of the Colossus. No fucking uh, brothers. Brothers, because <laughs> we talked about it. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't. I've know. read it. It's okay. Nothing's coming to mind. Okay. Well, send us a sad thing, and we'll give you some more sad stuff. Yeah, two games this time, guys. Yeah, this is, a, this is a big one. Yeah. Dear Esther, which I've I've heard looks beautiful, and it's made by the Chinese room, who was one of the developers of um, Amnesia Machine for Pigs, which I played through and was cool. was not as scary, but they know what they're doing in terms of setting a tone in an environment. Yeah. And I've heard nothing but good things, but for one reason or another, I just have yet to get to it, and I've installed it maybe I've, four I've times. I've yet to get to it. I played the first Amnesia game, didn't like it, so... Oh, I'm talking about Dear Esther now. Yeah, yeah, but they made Dear Esther, right? Yeah. Yeah, so... They it, made Dear Esther, It and didn't encourage me to then play Dear Esther, but I have it now. I will play it. They did not make the first Amnesia. Oh, they didn't? They no. just made Machine for Pigs? Yeah. Oh, that's a separate company. I think they're working on another mach- uh, Amnesia Ooh, now. Okay. That's why like, people didn't think a Machine for Pigs was that scary. Yeah. I thought it told an awesome story. I didn't even really want to well. play it because I thought it was the same people who made the first one. No. Oh, okay. It's really cool. Um, there's some pretty intense jump scares, but nothing like the first. The first one just made me nauseous. I didn't well, they took away that, that warping oh, of being okay. in the dark, I think. And then they took away a lot of the... Like, your your lamp works forever. Doesn't have oil. Yeah. All that crap. So I think the stuff you hated, yeah, mechanically, fixed. They, they took out of Machine for Pigs, and then people were like, but that's what made it scary. <laughs> it wasn't scary. You guys are pussies, man. <laughs> I thought it was kind of scary. I haven't really... I haven't beaten the first Amnesia, but Machine for Pigs Too was cool. Too scared, you puss. Anyway, Dear Esther, and you then you puss. can get the philosophical, you know, crisis whatever of Proteus and figure it out for yourself and... Life is meaningless. And again, the contest ends two weeks after we post this show. That's no. How. It wasn't it five days? Was it? We can make a new one. What's a new one? A week. A week. Seven days after. Yeah, the post date of the show. Seven days later, it closes. You can have Dear Esther and Proteus. You can go trip out on those and tell us how they are, yeah, et cetera, et cetera. Send uh, send your games to waspod at gmail dot com. Uh, or post it in the WASPod group on Steam. If you, uh, my only request, if you're going to submit multiple games, I, uh, which is totally fine, I would say do a new one and have the uh, game title in the subject, in the subject, so that I can quickly look at my inbox and see what people are submitting instead of 
like have the subject be submission and then there'd be like two or three things in there because then it's tough for me. You'd rather get five emails than one email. Yeah, because then I can just look at all the subjects and then if it's one that I don't know or one that I want to know more about, then I can go in there. Yeah. Um, And again, this is not just, I want a sad game. This is tell us about what about it you know, put a little writing into it. Bummed you out the most. Yeah, like, was it the ending? Was this scene? Like, just describe to us a little bit. We'll have a little bit of a dialogue here. You know, because it's two games. Write, like, a hundred words. Less than a tweet. That's less than a tweet, You, you can do more. I'll read it. But, okay. you know, whatever you want. Just put, put something into it. All right. I think that's it. So that's a wrap, man. That's show wrap. Show wrap. You can find Ari and I on Steam clock face for myself or dibno d-y-b-n-o for ari uh be sure to join wazdpod the group on steam we post updates there sometimes artwork sometimes coupons we interact there and um i do post notifications when new shows go up or uh if we do streaming or anything it will be announced through that channel so Please join there. Feel free to comment, post, add us friends, etc. Uh, we will probably not really very often be able to answer personal PMs through Steam because Ari and I just leave our computers on all the time, uh, which we said before, but just reiterating. Um, we do check the comments that are down on the uh, Waspod page, and we'll respond to those, though. Yeah, it, it emails us when people comment on the channel, too, like yeah. in the inventory or whatever. So we'll we'll be checking those uh, WASD POD for any questions, reviews. Um, if you get games and you want to tell us about them, go ahead and send it in. If you want to enter the contest, uh, yeah, or if you want to trade or give out or receive um, coupons on, for mm, Steam mm-hmm. games, we'll do it there too. Also, join the Waz Clan on Kingdom of Loathing. Oh yeah, we got to add that to the end roll now. And. Uh, be sure to listen to all the other Explosive Magico uh, feed programs. Podcasts. Yeah. There's uh, <laughs> really great ones, you know, Climax and My Arms Are Lasers, Paranoia Shop and Lowell JK, all, all you know, all the all, all those great shows. So all the greats. Listen to all them and then go and rate us five stars on iTunes. So. Yep. It's www.waspod.com. We'll take you straight to the feed, at least for now. <laughs> Till, till we move it to somewhere else. <laughs> Stay tuned for f- to further episodes to find out if that goes somewhere else or not. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Mystery. Mystery. All right. We'll see you guys next time. Evod et Niage, everyone. What's that? Evod et Niage.